I don't like Rory, but I'm glad he has equal rights. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. Come on, get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? There they go. Right, on, the, right on cue. <laughs> hadn't said a thing all morning. <laughs> they heard you say go live. <laughs> oh. So I think technically we're live. Am I tagged? Yeah, of course, of course you're tagged. I, I say that every single time and then I oh, realize you're not. See, you're tagged. You were right today. Uh, let's see. I don't want to get too close to you. You went to California. Oh, my Lord. California's full of germs. I sat in a hot tub at my dad's for... Like, oh, great. So all the germs, they got to gestate inside of you. My dad's hot tub. Personal. Bro, the only one. bro, he hey. What your family does, that's, oh, that's your own personal stuff. So oh, look at that. The sun comes out just at the right time. Ain't seen it in days. I'm yeah. not really in a bad mood, actually. I just sound like it. <sighs> I just sound like one on uh, Facebook Live. Yeah. Is anybody gonna watch today? I mean, nobody's gonna watch today. I'm just gonna cancel the show. Some people watching right now. Oh, there we are. Oh, look in stereo. Yeah, let's get some feedback. Oh, good morning, Eddie O'Grady. That's all we care about. There hey, we go. Day after the day. Happy Veterans Day, brother. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. Happy Veterans Day to you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I uh, thank I, you. Thank you. I forgot to say Happy Veterans Day to my dad yesterday, but my dad never really talks about his service, so I don't know if he, I don't know if it really matters to him. I honestly don't know that. I'll have to ask him something. Yeah, my you know, it's funny is my dad's the same way, and I forgot to say it to him yesterday. Um, he essentially uh, enlisted to avoid getting drafted, <laughs> and that's not necessarily like a that bad doesn't thing. sound like the Bill Clinton Donald Trump way. I know he 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 was like, well, chances of me getting drafted are pretty high. I might as well just enlist, so then I have a better you know I can kind of pick what I want to you know. There you go. Better yeah. chance of picking my MOS. So. But he was only in, I want to say, like a year, because he had he ended up getting a medical discharge for some reason. So he never really talks about it. Um, Interesting. But uh, but he was he was in the army. So happy Veterans Day to Dad. And uh, beyond all that, dude, happy birthday, Pitts. Oh, thank you, man. I know it's the day after, but guys, this this old man. Good morning, Joey. Hey, thanks, Joey. I appreciate you, buddy. Um, the uh, the old man yesterday turned. Uh, 29 years old? 29 plus a couple years. <laughs> plus a couple years? Yeah. You look good, bro. I had somebody reach out to me yesterday and say, oh, dude, are you now 35? I'm like, you're, yes. you're sweet, you're kind, <laughs> and you're off by 10 years. <laughs> Your math is horrible. <laughs> uh, was, yeah, I was driving uh, back from California yesterday, and I... Uh, good morning, Pamela. <laughs> I called. 
<laughs> I, I called and I'm like, he's not going to answer. I'm going to totally. I sing. was literally on the phone with my dad, which yeah. is good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. It was funny. Which I, I haven't s- talked to my dad since May. I said, uh, Joey says happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you, Joey. Good morning, Pamela. Um, so I said, uh, I told my sister, I was like, if he doesn't answer, I'm singing the Jesus is near happy birthday song. And she goes, okay. holy crap, that's hot coffee. <laughs> Woo. She goes, okay, mom. <laughs> I'm obviously <laughs> singing that all the time. <laughs> mom, if you hear this, it's all out of love. <laughs> so I sang more of the, may you feel Jesus near every day that your happy birthday song yesterday. <laughs> you know, as I was listening to it yesterday, I thought to myself, Oh my gosh, this poor guy got indoctrinated with this song when he was young because he hit every single note, every single key, <laughs> every single word. Not like he didn't go, dang it, what was that word? He knew it. Oh, he it knew the nailed. song. Everything was nailed. Yeah, it was funny. You know so. what? I don't know if it's possible. Let's try this through the through the art of technology. Oh my goodness. Let's uh let's see if this happens. I don't think he had any cuss words in there, <laughs> no, but there's uh, none. Yeah, let's uh let's try this. Oh, let's give it a go. Man. A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. May you feel Jesus near every day of the year. A happy birthday to you, a happy birthday to you. You had that one coming for not answering the phone, brother. <laughs> Good morning, Heidi. Heidi, hey, you got me at Inslee might leave us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about it. Hey, while we're on here, uh, real quick, Heidi, you've been talking about it for a while, and you finally dropped the announcement. She's starting her podcast. Friend, I'm incredibly proud of you. I know that wasn't an easy thing for you. It was kind of, uh, I don't want to say a fearful thing, but just something that it's something yeah. you weren't the most comfortable with, and we're excited for you. So yeah. congratulations on, on putting that out into the world, and we can't wait to listen and watch and, and support you. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lupe and Renito. <laughs> Good noon, my friends. Gruder, so glad you're on here, buddy. Yeah, so... Yeah, so thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, who uh, sent me birthday wishes yeah. yesterday. Uh, you weren't the only one who sang me a song. Uh, I don't know if I can play who George's. Else? Who else? Oh, Wonka. Uh, no, don't do it. Well, we'll, we'll try it here, because he sang me a song. Let me see. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, we can't. No, no. <laughs> Not the beginning of that. <laughs> Heidi said, thank you so much, boys. Yep, you're Oh, welcome, here we go. So you can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, you beautiful, bald-headed mother ever. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you, George Wanaka. And we're going to take a moment to say Wanaka for city council. Yes. (laughs) Um, Heidi says she's super nervous, but she's doing it. Dude, you're going to be awesome. So. The funny thing is, she always says she's super nervous, she doesn't know, and she just rocks it whenever she's on our show. Oh, yeah. She's been on our show three or four times, and she kills every time. So, Oh, yeah. Um, we're excited. It's going to be cool. So. You get a couple of them underneath your belt, and you just start rolling after that. So. Yeah. Pretty soon, you don't care what the world thinks. Nope. Nope. Pretty much. And you just look like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was sharing with uh, I was sharing with one of my mentees um, about, about how we do the Facebook Live show, yeah. and I said, you know, if you go back to 2016, I think it was 2016, when I was doing Cup of Coffee... Wanaka, that's amazing. I jump on and you play that. Yeah! (laughs) Nailed it! (laughs) We're living in a brave new world, everybody. Wanaka for city council. (laughs) Um, You know, and I was telling them back in 2016 when I first started doing Cup of Coffee, I I literally would start the show. So good morning, everybody. Just thought I'd... Oh, hey there. Just thought I'd jump on here and... 
You know, this whole Facebook Live thing's kind of I remember that. Kind of new, kind of cool, and you know, I don't know what it's gonna. You know, we'll just drink coffee and talk about stuff, and da da da. And by the time I did my last cup of coffee, it was just like, Woo! What are we gonna talk about today, guys? Yeah! Oh God, turn it down. Yeah. Yeah, I guess timing is everything. Absolutely. <laughs> Vote for Wanaka, and you too can be serenaded by a city man, council member. That's coming up quick, man. Twenty twenty one is less than ninety days away. Whew. Dude, it's like it's like like forty five almost. Than, it's like forty. Well, yeah, it's like forty six days till Christmas. I think. So, Dang. Or, or something like that. I don't know. So, boy, Christmas is going to be strange. We'll have to eventually talk about that. Yeah, I was uh, talking to someone yesterday about their black, how people are doing Black Friday, like Walmart and stuff. So it's not going to be a true Black Friday. Every oh. week they're like, like starting this week, I think every week they're reintroducing or they're introducing different Black Friday deals for okay. online. Okay. Morning, Drew. Um, so we don't have super spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling the family last night, which it's very contentious talking about the old Rona um, with family. Yeah. I was talking I to the family about that last night, and I said if they actually have Black Friday on Black Friday, oh my gosh. I'm going to call bullcrap on everything and just say, that's it. Open it all up. Because if you're willing yeah. to let people get together in a crowd and bust through a door like they're freaking animals, then nope, that's it. We open everything up. Bellert, dude. <laughs> let me tell you something, buddy. I actually have missed you greatly. I see you on uh, Insta, obviously, and then I'm like, oh, I wish we still had Bellert popping in on the show. <laughs> and he's back. So good to see you, brother. Hey, tell your dad. I know I texted or I messaged, but tell your dad, congrats on that buck. That was a beauty. That man. was a nice one. So, yeah, congratulations. And, of course... The Kitsap County president of the Luke and Rory fan club, Renee Shepard. Yeah, Thank you, dear, for joining us. Golf clap. Don't let the door hit you on the way out 2020. <laughs> so true. You know, the thing is, we started we started 2020. Yeah. Like, so much hope and excitement and so many cool things are going to happen. And, and about 30 days into it. <laughs> we're like, oh, hell, what's going on here? Yeah. So right, right, Right at the beginning there, we lost Kobe, and then it was just like, and ass kicking every day from there. We should have known. I, I mean, know. that should have been a sign nope, right there. Shut it down. Yeah. Just and we're up. losing Kobe. That's where we're going with this this yeah. year. Shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Kobe, Kobe missed a, he kind of missed a bullet. Do you find yourself with that whole thing with like deaths, right? Um, I find myself thinking about people that have passed away in the last like couple years yeah. and thinking, I'm just glad you're not around for this. I was sad when <laughs> you died, about but so glad you're not around for this. I've thought about that. I've thought about that in silly things like, Oh man, that guy passed away. He's not gonna be able to see the last Star Wars movie. Yeah, <laughs> or he'll never know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if he's upset about it. <laughs> I mean, oh man. Well, I'm kind of glad you went down that road of uh, thirty days of, into it, Kobe dead. Yeah, that, yeah. And that was. And it's just been downhill ever since. Um. So great news though. Speaking of COVID. Yeah, great news. Awesome, great news. Well, we'll get to the great news. Let's keep it on the death. Let's keep it on the death tip for a second. Um, it, Trebek. I know, man. I'll it, you take know what? Anal bum cover for a oh, thousand. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. How fitting is it, though, bro? Oh, I didn't put two and two together until I saw it on social media, and somebody said, "Oh, look at that! Alex is going to join Sean." So literally, the day Sean Connery died, I posted on Twitter uh, on Twitter the uh, the uh, celebrity Jeopardy thing, and it was just says, and it was. What's his face doing? Sean Connery he says, "Shuck it, Trebek." And I, and I said, "Man, we lost, we lost a legend." Yep. And then you know, a couple weeks later, gone is Alex. Yeah, and you know, and it wasn't like it was incredibly shocking. Joey, Joey's like 
14, and he's like, I'm so envious of people who've died. Oh, my <laughs> don't have to live oh with my this. gosh. Uh, <laughs> Drew, you may have to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Your emo son. Oh, my gosh. Well, I went down the road yesterday. Actually, I've gone down a couple roads. So, first, Sean Connery died on Halloween. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Good uh, which was, you know, he was, what, 90? 90. Good life. Yeah, I mean, the dude had a good life. So I had not watched a lot of the Sean Connery Bond movies. I think I watched Dr. No, mm -hmm. but I knew of all the other ones. Yeah. And so jumped onto Prime, and Prime had quite a few of them that were free. And I'm like, Damn. Yeah, all of the all the streaming things were pretty much putting all the Sean Connery movies yep. out for people to watch. Yeah. So, so many different roads to go down here. So first off, Sean dies, you know, because I know him on a first-name basis. And I start watching some of these old movies. And I'm like, man, this guy, this guy, oh, bro, bro, let me, I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out there right now. If you don't know who Jill St. John is, oh my gosh. Take a look at that. Oh my gosh. Hottie in the sixties. Holy cow. Anyways. Um, <laughs> woo. Uh, it's just this guy. Take a look at vintage cheese. <laughs> oh man. You know, fine wine. Um, <laughs> Just watching all those movies. And then, as I'm watching them, I'm like, wait a second here. Carlson. Oh, boy, what did he put? I, too, look forward to the sweet release of death. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then I, I start realizing, oh, my gosh. I'm seeing a lot of Austin Powers in these movies. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you think you got it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew that Austin Powers was based off James Bond, but I didn't realize... Yeah. How much Austin Powers was, was on, based on James Bond. Um, something else I noticed, very misogynistic in those movies. Oh, yeah. Very misogynistic. Yeah. We should cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Let's cancel we it. We should cancel it. No, but I think, I think in this particular instance, I think it's good to have that movie out there because I now recognize maybe 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been like, ooh. But now, as a, as a woke 45-year-old. You're woke. I'm woke now. Uh, I realize, oh, well, it's kind of cool, but oh, <laughs> see, I'm right there. I'm right there in the middle. So part of me is like, oh yeah, that's not appropriate. But the other part of me is like, dude, you're the man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I, I happen to go Context down. Context of time. <laughs> I happen to go down one road of uh, Roger Moore. I watched Roger Moore's second one, Goldfinger, mm -hmm. because or no, the Man with the Golden Gun, Man with the Golden Gun, because yeah. it had. Uh, Christopher Lee is the bad guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to watch Christopher Lee. And uh, <laughs> let me tell you, those movies, if you want to see how misogynistic those movies are, watch that movie because James Bond's about ready to get it on with Goodnight. That's her name is Goodnight. And all of a sudden, he hears somebody coming at the door. So he takes Goodnight, throws her into a closet. It's another Bond chick that comes through the door. Yeah. He gets it on with the other Bond chick while his first Bond chick is in the closet. <laughs> And then when she leaves, he goes to get the other Bond chick, and he gets it on with her! <laughs> legend. <laughs> Uncomfortable legendary. <laughs> yeah, legend, wait for it, dairy. Oh, man. So I was watching those, going down the James Bond road, and then we lost Alex Trebek just a couple days ago, and that took me down the road of Saturday Night Live and all of those classic Trebek Connery episodes. Somebody kill me now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're so good, man. They're just, I mean. Uh, so there's uh, Jap was it Japanese relations for for oh, 600 man. or no no jap there's a lot of them. ape tit for a thousand yes ape tit yeah anal bum cover he's like that's an album cover <laughs> i love what i know what an anal bum cover is trebek 
So the last, like, the final Jeopardy, he's looking at he's like, um, name someone from the revolutionary... Nope. You know what? Just a number. Just write a, a number. number. <laughs> Any number, and you win. Yeah. So, Sean Connery writes V, yeah. and Trebek goes... It's well, a Roman numeral. It's a Roman numeral. It's five. I actually think he got this right. Let's <laughs> despite, see how much he wagered. Despite your best efforts. <laughs> yeah, despite your best efforts. He says, so let's see what you wagered. Suck it, Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Yes. <laughs> The, the, one that, the girls love. I let the girls watch some of those, and uh, not the, not all of them because some of them are necessarily. Oh my gosh! Movies. I totally forgot. Yeah, but what it was. Bella like, sitting on the couch. I'm like, oh, is it time for Bella to go to bed? When they had, when they, and also we've lost recently. Burt Reynolds. Yes. Uh, and they wrote. He says, "Write any number." And he says, three And he goes, "A combination." No, 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 no. That was uh, French Stewart. Was it French Stewart? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. Burt Reynolds, he comes up. Burt Reynolds, he goes, "I didn't write anything." All right, thank All right, you. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, what did you write? Three. A combination of three and five. <laughs> Simply stunning. Like, yeah. Oh, they're, dude, they're classics, man. They're just, those, those bits are just classic. I love one of the categories was, name the current president who's black. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Just, yeah. come on. But yeah, uh, there was, uh, um, <laughs> the therapist. Oh, yeah. Therapist, I'll take the rapist I'll for six hundred. Rapist. <laughs> what? One of the categories is the sound a dog makes. And, yeah. And Sean Connery goes moo. <laughs> no, that's a cow. That's that's what your mom sound like yeah, last night. That's what your mother said last night. <laughs> Those classic Saturday Night Live. And the thing was, I thought classic Saturday Night Live was. Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman. I think in that, but there's like a second generation of classic SNL now. Well, I, I think it's like the fourth generation because you got to go back to like Dan. Well, Aykroyd I'm talking like them. good stuff, like mid '80s. It wasn't that good. I'm talking like early, like Ackroyd, James. Oh yeah, Curtin, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that yeah, stuff. So, yeah. and then I think it does that. It ebbs and flows. Yep. And right now it's definitely ebbing. Um, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, but it's, uh, yeah. you know, as a matter of fact, uh, as while we're heading down the road, my dad and I decided to watch, so I was in Palm Springs for the last two days. Oh, excuse me. My dad and I decided to watch SNL together because growing up, we always watch SNL so together. So did you watch Saturday's episode? Yeah. What did you think about the opening? I thought it was miserable. I thought it was too. So we'll get to that. So my dad was like, oh, Chappelle. I was excited. I texted Rach because we love Chappelle. I said, Dude, oh, I mean, on. I mean, uh, uh, the, oh, the opening. The, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. I, I didn't. And it made me sad because the very first time that they had Jim Carrey and Alec Baldwin out there and, and Maya Rudolph, it was fantastic. And yeah. it's just, it's gotten to the point where I watched, I watched the high, the highlight and I thought, even, not that funny. Even my dad, who is, um, is, I don't want to call him liberal, but he's definitely Democrat. And even my dad, who's Democrat, is like, I'm so done with Baldwin. I'm so done yeah. with how biased it can be at times. Like, he was, we were watching on Saturday, and he was like, can we just get to weekend updates so then I can go to bed? Like, this is just not good anymore. Yeah, um, there, so there is hope for your dad. I know. There no, is hope. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Burn your house down if he's listening. Um, yeah, it was just, even my dad and I, and, and gosh, the Chappelle thing on Saturday. I didn't watch the open, so I had heard from you that it wasn't that good. Dude, it was. Rach and I were all excited. I texted her. I was like, "Hey, dude, we got Chappelle and the Fighters are on tonight. Like, it's going to be a great episode." Which the Foo Fighters were great. <clears throat> I was very. They happy. were awesome. Yep. yep. But <clears throat> there's Drew. Yep. Um, just the way your mother likes it, Trebek. Oh, rough. <laughs> just the way your mother likes. It. Yeah. That's right. We would have accepted 
uh, wolf or rough? Yeah. Oh, rough. Just the way your mother likes it, Trebek. Um, well, okay, let's stick on that for a minute, and then we'll get on the SNL. Thing. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> you know what? It was funny because I, I know that Alex had this thing that he wanted a chance to say goodbye. And he recorded all the way up until October 29th. Right. There's like 35 episodes left. Still with him. And um, he never really got the chance to say goodbye. I think the end caught him by surprise. He thought he had more time. Yeah. Um, that being said, the last one that they recorded, that gentleman from like Sri Lanka or the Middle East or something had the chance. He said, he told Trebek, he said, I learned to speak English because of you. You're wow. a huge part of my life and my relationship with my father. And he cried. And he's like, I just wanted to say thank you. And I thought... Even if Trebek didn't get his moment, there it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he yeah. didn't get his chance to say goodbye, there was the moment. That's how you end it. Um, I thought it was beautiful. You know, he's one of the good guys. I watched a couple yes. of things, um, a couple of different, you know, remembering things. And I, I didn't realize how good of a guy he was. He yeah. just was a solid <clears throat> dude. He, uh, he, he wrote a book, and it came out, I think, in June. And he, he was being interviewed, and he said... Um, uh, I wanted to write a book before I, before I was going to be gone. And I told the publisher, I want a, a nice advance up front. I don't care about the back end because I don't know if I'll be here for the back end. Mm -hmm. And he said, so I got a nice advance up front. And he said, I donated all of that to charity. Yeah, all of that to charity. Yeah, he's, he's He was big on charity and just, just an overall good Tell dude. Tell me a time you heard something in the media negative about right, Alex Trebek. Right, right. Never heard yeah. anything. The only negative thing I think we've ever heard about Alex Trebek is he shaved his mustache. Which they said he made him do because of the high-def cameras. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, yeah, it was it was very sad. Um, you know, I was pointing out, too, we were talking about this, because the other night when I was at my dad's house, you know, uh, we were watching, uh, Dad likes to watch The Voice, so we watched The Voice, and then right after that, The Weakest Link came on with Jane Lynch, mm -hmm. and we were watching it, and we were kind of like, oh, you know, whatever, and like we turned it off and went out to the hot tub, <laughs> and it was like, poured ourselves a scotch. There you go. A scotch, Trebek. <laughs> um, and... We were talking about game shows, and I was like, you know what's funny? All these game shows come and go. Yeah. They come and go. They come and go. Who wants to be a millionaire? You know, all of them, they come and go. And there's really three of them that never fade. And it's Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, yep. and Family Feud. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and those two, to me especially, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, um, I, you know... They've been in those time slots for thirty plus years, yeah. thirty five years. You have you have guys like Trebek and Sajak and you know, and then Vanna White obviously with, with Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. That have really become oh, part of Price is Right. Oh and Price is Right with Bob. Yeah, Walker. I totally yeah. forgot yeah. about that. Um but those two have really become part of like household Oh yeah. Like part of your household, like part of your family. Like I can remember getting done with dinner as a kid and then flipping on Wheel of Fortune in Jeopardy. Yep. You know, watching with your family. Yeah, what was who it? Get the most was right. it Wheel of Fortune? Was it seven? Jeopardy was it seven thirty? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it was great. Um you could just sit there and you could watch Wheel of Fortune try to guess the puzzles and then follow that up with who could get the most right on Jeopardy. Um and uh Oh that's right. Um Drew says ABC ran a special on Trebek. The guy did his own home maintenance plus he drives a plane ram truck. I remember watching that. Baller. Yeah. He Baller. does everything. It was uh was it the one with um they just, Rachel. with uh, uh Strahan. Michael Strahan interviewed yeah. him. Rachel DVR'd one the other night. I think it might have been that one and we we're gonna watch it, but uh yeah, it's uh 
We lost one of the good ones, man. We did. And I know he was 80 and all that, but it just feels like there was more to do for him. You know what? It kind of what kind of shakes me to the core is they were showing a couple of early game shows that Trebek did. Um, he was doing something <clears throat> in Canada, but um, uh, who was it? Uh, somebody. I can't. Dang it! I can't remember who it was. Alan Thick. Alan oh, okay. Thick had a game show idea, and so he reached out to um, Trebek and said, "Hey, come down here and and test for it." And this is back in the early <clears throat> '70s, and he came down to Los Angeles, and he 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 got the gig, and it lasted a year, and then that he said that Friday, so it got canceled on that Friday. The next Monday, I was doing a new game show, and he said that lasted six months, and then the next day, I was doing a new game show, and so he did game shows for quite a while. Yeah, this, uh, this is bag for right sure. before yeah. he could finally uh, get latched onto Jeopardy. That's when <clears throat> Merv Griffin. Back in nineteen, I think nineteen eighty four, decided, hey, let's let's try and revitalize Jeopardy. It was a, a cutesy little game show back in the sixties, and uh, it just you know the rest is history from there. He kind of brought like some validation to it. Um, I also always really appreciated how he interacted with guests, yep. like asking them about their life, and yep. um, seeming genuinely interested. You know, not just kind of cheesy. You game know, show. the thing was though, is if you got an answer wrong. It did seem a little harsh, even though he was Oh, he wasn't... could be harsh, yeah. He oh, could, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Especially if it was obvious. He would be like... What is cowboy coffee? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. So, um, yeah, we, we lost one of the good ones. I, you know, and, and to go down the road um, with Trebek and Jeopardy, um, I, I got a prediction. Okay. Ken Jennings. Yep. Is going to be the next host. Yeah, I think I. Th I think that's why they brought him on, probably as like a consultant. And I all think that. they were starting to groom him I, yeah. because I mean, Alex knew. Yeah. Again, you know, best friends with Alex. I just call him by his first name. Uh, he knew. Yeah. He knew he was terminal, and uh, yeah, he was. He was. He had said it a year. He was going to try to make it for two. He made yeah. it a year and a half, and I. I yeah, he knew. Um, and I, I think too, he was probably part of the whole because him and. Well, so I met Ken Jennings like twice. Oh wow! In the Seattle airport because he's from here. Oh, he lives here. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I I met him a couple. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. And I think him and Alex developed. Um, <laughs> what do we got? Here? Joey Long says. By the way, Dad, you will not be blowing leaves off your roof at eighty years old. Alex Trebek may do it, but you will not. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Joey. Joey. You're setting yourself yeah, up no for more chores. <laughs> Uh, Heidi says, then they, they come back like supermarket sweep. Yeah. yeah, they do. They come and go. They kind of like revitalize. But, um, I you know, I got the feeling that Alex and Ken Jennings had developed a friendship yeah. as well. And um, not, that went beyond the show. And so I think that's what we're going to see is probably Ken Jennings yep. um, be the next host of Jeopardy. And I hope that it um, still carries the weight and goes, uh, goes a long way. So is Luke supporting a Swain's... Oh, dude, I'm sporting a Swain's Coffee Cup, my man. He does. Yeah. The greatest store in the world, brother. You know all about it. Out there in PA. Oh, there we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. I, I got to get my... By the way, I got to get, get myself a new coffee cup. Coffee cup. That's an old logo. It is. We got our like new logo week this ago. week. Yeah. yeah. Or by the way, we got to talk to our marketing person. I haven't heard from them. Oh. I sent them. I sent them all I'm of our sure. stuff. We got, we got things to do. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Oh, oh! I'll talk to you about that after the show. Oh, um, I almost just blurted something out, and then I was like, "That's not important." <laughs> so anyway, so let's get over to let's get over to SNL. Yeah, rest in peace, Alex. Thanks for uh, honestly, thanks for my childhood of watching you with family and and uh, you know just all all the laughs and the, and the good things. So and, and best to his family. So. Yeah, and with Sean Connery, uh, again, just amazing, amazing life. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't completely um, squeaky clean. 
He had a couple of skeletons in his closet, but uh, yeah. but overall, he was just you know I was watching a thing with Mike Myers. It was like eleven years ago, and it was um, uh, Sean Connery getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, and yeah. so Mike Myers was up there talking, and Mike Myers says, uh, you know, I I gotta thank you, Sean, uh, or I gotta thank you, Sir Sean Connery, because without James Bond there would have been no Austin Powers. And with no Austin Powers, there would have been no private jet to this event. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Mike, Mike Myers said, Sean Connery was, uh, was the man the ladies wanted to be, the, the man the ladies wanted to be with and the man that the men wanted to be like. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's not too far off. Yeah. So uh, Drew says, good, Joey. Go rake the leaves in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, boys. Trebek said he would punch Connery in the face. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah, because they said, have you ever met Sean Connery? He said, no. Uh, he goes, well, what would you say to him if you met him? He's like, well, I'd probably punch him in the throat. <laughs> I'm like, yes! Uh, so yeah, SNL. Okay, so we'll make the jump. Um, Morning, Charles. SNL, in my mind, has fallen on some real unlaughable times. Well, they're not going to have the orange man around much longer. Then well, what are they going to do? It's like, it used to be pretty balanced, and or they would they would come and go with it, right? You would occasionally, even like say, even like say during the first President Bush's administration, or even the second, when they were using Dana Carvey or Will Ferrell, whoever, yep. whomever was playing them, um, you got a sketch every now and again. You know what I'm saying? The the Trump thing was every week. Yeah, and it got to be to where it was like, dude, I watch SNL for an escape. And it's funny sometimes, but when I got to watch it once or twice on every episode, yeah. it's too much. Even, you know, like I said, even my dad, who is not a fan of President Trump and, and thought it was funny early on, was like, I'm really done with it. It's overkill. It's way too much. Well, the, you know, and I think this last weekend, it was pretty, I, I think it was on display. Yeah. Where clearly all three of them up on the stage were absolutely biden supporters which i don't care yeah but when you let it bleed into the comedy where it's just you call it comedy but it's not comedy yeah. it just isn't funny and you know yeah, it, it's not saturday night live at that point in a sketch comedy show it's yeah you're becoming an activist and, yeah. and you're you know what you're becoming like the sports players that a lot of us get sick and start tired of hearing. yeah i mean when you start becoming an activist type of situation Twible. no twible says get a haircut no nope. Not doing it. Uh, you know, Twible, I was actually thinking the same thing this morning. I probably should cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. Um, yeah, it's just gotten... You know what I do? I, I, sadly, I'll usually watch the monologue. And then... Because you get one, you do get some one-offs. So there, there's been two good episodes this year. The one with Bill Burr. Yeah. And the one with Adele. Yeah. The, they were both... Good. And those were classic type of SNLs where they took normal everyday yeah. things made fun of some tv shows right yeah. well and i will i will give this weekend's snl one little thing because i you know i don't want i don't necessarily watch it on saturday night but i'll go through on youtube and and yeah. watch and they had one skit where they had to fire aunt jemima uncle ben they tried to fire the all-state uh guy who yeah. also played uh was it? serrano in uh oh in uh uh, Major League. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they tried to fire <laughs> Count Chocula. Yeah, yeah, which was funny. That one was yeah. funny. <laughs> Where he's like, I'm not black, I'm chocolate. Yeah. Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had the voice going on. And he's like, he's kind of got 
African-American lips. Yes. Like Chappelle said that. Like I was like, you can say that, but the rest of the world can't. I, I think he even said the N-word at one he point. Did. <laughs> he did. He said it like, like twice. Yeah. Which, you know, when Dave Chappelle does that, I find it absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So I thought I thought that skit was funny because yeah, fine. That one was because one. it it is a little silly because they're poking at something that come on, really? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they're touching on a, a current event. But I, I thought it was funny that, that was to the me best is skit. that that's yeah. that's the good stuff. But I find myself watching like the monologue a lot of times and then skipping through to the musical performance and then weekend update and then turning it off. Right. Uh, Charles, I love Weekend Update. Charles says that Will Ferrell is going to be on SNL this Saturday. Well, good. Really? Good. Yeah, that would be good. I like Will Ferrell. I know a couple people that don't oh, like Will, I love Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I, you know, I watch those old well, SNLs, and I'm just like, oh my god. And he's perfect for SNL. His, he his, is. his over-the-top comedy. He totally yeah, is. is, is perfect oh my gosh. Do you think he'll do... Bush? No. Do you think he'll do Trebek? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He oh, my god! And if they get Hammond to come back and do Connery. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There's your skit right there. Yeah. Jeopardy in heaven. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotten... I. You know, what's, you know what sucks is that I've watched SNL my whole life with, like, my parents and everything yep. else. Yep. Is that I... Unfortunately, I still watch every week hoping. Yeah. You know, I still flip it on hoping, yep. you know, for that one good and... There's like I said, there's been the Bill Burr and the Adele episodes this year that were were quality from front to end for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love Che and uh, Colin Joe. I think they're funny. I think they're good writers. Um, but it's just gotten to be, um, and it's not even just the the Trump stuff and all that stuff. They're just it, it seems to me like they're just struggling right now. The with and I, I think a lot of it is their players. You know what I'm saying? The primetime play, the they're not so ready for primetime players as they used to call like all of them back in the day. Well, you know the other thing is is that our generation is changing, in the sense of I, I ran across this last week when the kids were laughing at a YouTube video, and both Christy and I looked at each other and went, "What the hell's funny about this?" Yeah, and the kids are just on the floor, just gut busting and everything. And so I, I don't want to say it's a generational thing because I think. I think my dad still could appreciate the Dana Car the Dana Carvey years. Says, Will Ferrell's one of my least favorite people on earth. Okay, Unplanner. unfriended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is too much. It, it is too much. It's, it's never too much. It's never too much. Um, uh, Drew says Connery taught me about w losers whining about doing their best. Winners going home with, with the, the prom, prom queen. queen. Yeah, The Rock. Once yes. you start bringing politics into something, it's really old and not so fun to watch. And that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I get that politics is an easy scapegoat. Oh yeah, and it's and it's fun. Manscaping. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah. no. And it's fun. <laughs> it's it's fun in doses, but when it's just so, you know, I don't know. It's so in your face. Yeah. yeah. It just gets to be too much. So hopefully they'll turn. I think it's some of it, I think, is the players, man. I'm just like Kyle Mooney. I'm done with Kyle Mooney. Who's that guy? Kyle Mooney. He's got like the long curly hair. Um, he's just like small skinny guy. Oh, I think I know who he is. He's... I'm just, like, he's been on for like eight years now and I haven't liked him once. And I'm like, how is this guy still hanging around? All right. I think I know who it is, but let me look um, real quick. Show prep in the middle of the show. There's, there's a few of them that I'm just, uh, I like Beck. Um, was it Beck Beckwith? Beck. Whatever I like him. Um, there's a couple of them I like, but uh, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy irritates me. I'm just me. done with uh, like they need to bring in. They've lost so they've lost some really good players in the last couple of years. With like um, you know Bobby Moynihan finally went away four or five years ago. Um, 
Leslie Jones left. Yeah. Which she was hilarious. Um, 80's not been on this year at all. Oh. Really. I don't okay. know what she's doing. She's supposedly still part of the show, but she's barely been on. She was on Aunt Jemima this weekend. She was, but the weekend before, she wasn't on at all. Um, you know, they, they had a couple that went quick that were there for a year or two that I thought were good and they left. Um, and some of them are just, you know, I'm just, I don't know, man. Well, I, it's going to be interesting because, you know, with, with, so, oh, Adele the Bachelor was, the, was. I haven't seen that one. Money. I'll have to see it. And Kyle Mooney is the guy in that Nintendo skit. Had things happen to his pride. Yeah, he was. And I, did you like that skit, Paul? I was like, I, it was okay. Um, it was all right. It, but it wasn't uh, the 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 cancel culture one was the was the best one. The with Aunt Jemima and all that you were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the best one. That Nintendo yeah. one was okay, but Kyle Mooney is just. I'm just done with him, dude. <laughs> Sorry, Mooney. I'm sure you're a nice guy, bud, but you're just not funny anymore. Um, I don't know that you ever were. Um, yeah, the Adele Bachelor <laughs> skit was hands down one of the top skits of the season. Kristen Wiig, yes. Kristen Wiig was... Kristen Wiig was awesome. You know, she's just one of those yeah. people that... Uh, well, I, that was another That was another one of the flows, as I would call it, where you had yep. Kristen Wiig, you had Amy Poehler, yep. um, you had the back end of... Um, What's her face from um, from Thirty Rock? Uh, oh, uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Tina you had the Fey. Back you had Jimmy Fey. Fallon back in the day. Yeah. You know, and it just it's... it was cool watching some of those old ones because Kristen Wiig did um, Maya Rudolph. Uh, she did um, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh yeah, in the Jeopardy good, yeah. one, and so that was a crack up. Um, Do you remember Kristen Wiig's one where it was about? Uh, she was always excited. They were like, you can't say anything. And she would get like, Ooh! Yes. She would get all yes. like, I got something to tell you. <laughs> like, you know what's funny is she does that skit with the Target lady. Yeah, it was weak. I thought so too, Paul. And and the funny thing was is one day Jesse starts making this voice. Yeah. And I'm like, where did you get that voice from? She's like, I don't know. I just made it up. I said, you got to watch something real quick. So I show her one of the skits of the, of the Target lady. Yeah. And she goes... Oh my gosh! I said, "Yeah, you sound just like her." Yeah, you did not get this from her. No, I just created this. You sound like the Target lady. <laughs> you know what I thought about that Nintendo skit, Paul? When I was in college and I was taking drama, um, the uh, our drama coach, our drama teacher, professor, whatever it was, specific on when we were doing ad libs or we were doing skits and stuff, we were not allowed to use potty talk as he called it okay so nothing that has to do with potty talk or inappropriate stuff like that he said because it's too easy right he said it's it's a crutch that comedians or that people go to when they can't think of anything when they're not creative enough to think of anything else and when i was watching that skit i was like this is a potty talk skit you guys have nothing else that you can come up with and so you're leaning on this weak crap yeah um, yep, and i was yep. just uh, i was just done with yeah. it yeah heidi says target lady was the best yes. yeah target lady was the best <laughs> remember the sisters one she had the hands like the little tiny hands, and she like brushed their face. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, don't touch me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kristen Wiig was. Uh, yeah, she she's a classic. Yeah. There's been a lot of good. She's in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of good players that have come out of of SNL. That there it is. Tiny hands, large forehead. Oh, she said. Also, gosh. I was yes. Donies. She was Donies for Halloween. Oh, uh, where are the pictures? Post them. Yeah, put it in the comments. I got to see it. Yeah, um, SNL is trying too hard sometimes to be funny. The '80s and '90s SNL was straight up. You know, and I totally agree, Drew. When you say that about your your college professor, I think that that explains when when SNL is funny. Yeah. When it's not using the potty humor, but it's using other things. Like, for example, the Bill Burr, Sam yeah. Adams thing. Oh, that was great. There was no there was no necessarily 
potty humor there. It was just real life humor. Mm -hmm. Like when we saw it, we both went, we think of Drew. It, not that Drew's a, yeah. a, a drinking, smoking, well, drunken. Is. I mean, he is, but not on <laughs> camera. But it's like you can relate to something in real life. You can go, oh my gosh, that's like that person. And that's that's the funny stuff. Um, oh, I took a lot of drama. I was in a lot of plays there, Auntie Donna. Oh, he's still in so, drama. Yeah. She says, oh, I'll post them. Do it. Uh, Paul says, like Luke, I just watch the monologue and weekend update. Anything else that's actually good will surface on social media. Aunt Jemima, Adele Bachelorette. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gotten sad, man. It's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> Heidi says she'll post them. Good, good. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is, is like they're still going to get the ratings because there's guys like me that, are, like for nostalgia purposes, are still going to turn it on and, and with the hope, like I was saying earlier. You know yeah. What I mean? And, and. With with things like YouTube and that kind of stuff, like Paul says, the good ones will, you know, the, the cream will rise to the top yep. and, and you'll find them. And so they'll still get their YouTube royalties and, and that kind of stuff. But I, I think that they... Hey, Lorne. <laughs> Lorne, buddy, it's been a while since we talked. Hey, but, Dr. Evil. Yeah, but it's been a while, Lorne, since we talked. But it's time to do a little house cleaning at SNL, I think. So it's time to do a little house cleaning. We need some new people. We need some new ideas. I'm, I'm just... It, Lauren, let me put it to you this way. Get me to want to come back to watching it at 8.30 at night, or 11.30 at night yeah. on Saturday night. Get me to want to stay up to watch it again. Because right now, I'm totally content with YouTube. I mean, yeah. I actually heard somebody say the Foo Fighters were going to be on. Mm -hmm. And I went, I'll catch it on YouTube. Yeah. You know, because that's that's where I'm at now. I don't, I don't want to... <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to waste my time. But I feel like with it not being as funny, yeah, I'm wasting my time. And the, and the Foo Fighters were great. Oh, dude, as always, nailed it. It was funny. Oh, my dad, my gosh, goes, they were on. My dad goes, "Oh, Foo Fighters." He's like, "Don't you really like the Foo Fighters?" So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "I've not listened to a bunch of them." He goes, "Although this is what he said though." He goes, "Although I know how talented Dave Grohl is," and I was like, "Even a guy who doesn't listen to the Foo Fighters that much, he's a well aware of Grohl." Yeah. And so after the first show, my dad was like, "Oh, dude, I need to listen to more of these guys. Oh, these guys yeah. are good." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, they are. They're really good." Man, um, yeah. yeah. So they were good. It was uh, it was good to see them on. Um, you like their new song? I do. I do too. I really liked it. Actually. I do too. I, really I heard it. when I heard it the first time, which was that SNL um, music music part. The first set. The first set. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I, I think I think I like it, but I don't want to just be the fanboy. So I listened to it again the next day, yeah. and then I listened to it two more times. I'm like, you know what? I dig this. And then I watched uh, a YouTube video of Grohl uh, on a radio interview talking about the song and yeah. talking about the video and his thoughts behind it and the creativity and all that. Yeah. And once I once I understood a little bit more the, the background of it, I went, I really dig yeah. that. And he was talking about the album that's going to come out in February, and he was saying it's a little bit different than what we've done. We're kind of going back to some some classic uh like kind of like david bowie kind of um oh gosh there was a couple other bands he had mentioned where it's a little bit mm. more groovy but it's rock it's rock groove well that's to me that's part of how uh uh see paul says what happens to snl when lauren retires uh or dies because he's run that ship like a crazy dictator he right. has right um and there's actually been great people who have left that show on bad terms um, Chris Parnell being one of them is the one I can think of off the top of my head, who was awesome. Chris Parnell was a great oh, player man. for the show. Yep. Um, who've left on bad terms because of Lauren. Um, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting because he's been there since day one. He's run that whole thing. I don't know what it's going <laughs> to be. You just got to stay for a couple more years so you can hit your 50th anniversary. And be done. Hang yeah. in there. <laughs> oh, dude, here it is. Gilda Radner, yep. Curtin, Belushi, Ackroyd, Bill Murray, Steve Martin. No group has ever been as good as... Oh, dude, the not the not so ready for primetime players, they were the best. Hands down. Gilda Radner with uh, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. Um, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, they were um, Belushi with the Samurai. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. Classics. <laughs> hamburger, 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 cheeseburger, hamburger, hamburger. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens with SNL. That's a good point, um, and who takes it over and how they might run with that. But, uh, Candy Graham. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Oh, so Foo Fighters. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my dad was watching Foo Fighters, and we're watching, and I go, Hey, Dad, you see the guitarist over there with the short hair, gray hair? And he goes, Yeah, yeah. I go, You know his name? And he goes, No, what is it? And I go, It's really unfortunate. And then I told him what his name was, Pat's name. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was just so, like, he kept going. He goes, really? It's Pat Smear? And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, who? What? what? That's his real name? Or, like, he, it's his stage name? I go, no, that's his birth name. And he was like, who does that? Like, he was, <laughs> yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't believe it. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, the great thing about Foo Fighters, for me, is that they are constantly reinventing themselves and yes. kind of going back and forth. One of my favorite albums, which I know is not a lot of people's favorite albums, was the Black and Gold album. I like it. I, I love really Black like and it. Gold, and I love, you know, my my favorite song on that is, um, uh, was it Sunday Rain? Sunday Rain, yep. And that's Taylor singing, right? Yep. And it's it's not even it's not even Grohl on the on the lead there, but that song reminds me so much of like a seventies. Yes. Groove, yes. Like got that feel. Like, yes. like a jam. I like heard. when it gets to, what, what do you call that in a song where it gets to, um, you know, you got your regular chorus and your your verse, but then it gets to like this this little jam part where it kind of quiets down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. It reminds you, it, it, every time I listen to it, I feel like I'm watching like a 70s band play live. Yeah. Like at a, sh- like yep. at, like at a music festival or something. <laughs> Two wild and crazy guys. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> We actually used that for one of our things one time for the uh, show when we announced it. Luke, yeah. check your Facebook messages. There are two photos for you. Oh. Oh, boy. I can't wait to see these. Because <laughs> okay. fortunately, I'm right here so I can All see All right, it. let's do oh, it. Oh, he's pulling them up. Let's do it. All right, hold on, everybody. Tell the affiliates we're going to run a little bit late today. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going <laughs> to. Everyone. Oh. <laughs> If I can, without glare, if I can get that oh on there. Oh my gosh. Should I put it in the comments? Oh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. That one's creepy. Nailed it. Oh my gosh, the forehead. Oh, well done. It doesn't uh, even look like Heidi. No. She's like, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great job, Heidi. That is top notch. That is, oh, top notch. Freaky. Okay, so, oh, we got to confirm. There we go. Uh. Um,. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, Paul... Okay, Paul says, I've been searching to find who's on SNL this week. No results. Only one place says it's even new this week. Uh, mm. Someone had just mentioned it was Will Ferrell, but, you know, that's... Yeah. I, I don't I don't know for sure. Uh, you know what is great about this show that we're doing right now? What's that? We literally have, like... We have no sponsors? No, we have, like, some of the... We, well, yeah, we don't have any sponsors, but um, <laughs> which is good because then we can say whatever yeah, we want. Yeah, because yeah, we have yeah, we had sponsors. Uh, <laughs> no, we have some of like the classics on here of people who like have always watched, you know, like Heidi and Paul yes. and Paul and Beller and stuff, and 
and Renee, like, it's good to have all these people here <laughs> have been with us since day one. Drew. Uh, Heidi says, I was creepy. I keep touching people and telling guys, don't you, you wish, wish your, your girlfriend, girlfriend was hot like, like me? <laughs> uh, Morgan, what is your current? Uh, we're actually talking about SNL there. Yep. Um, well, well, I think I think we're going to wrap up. We graduated to the fighters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're going to wrap up SNL because, uh, like I had said earlier, they're going to have to figure themselves out because Orange Man Bad is well, Orange Man possibly going away. Did you see that meme about... Uh, they can't get Trebek or they can't get Baldwin to leave. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> like it's going around. There's a bunch of memes going around about oh, what are they going to do when they can't get S- when they can't get Baldwin to leave. Like, well, you know, and who who are they going to get to play Biden? Because Jim Carrey, I can't see Jim Carrey doing that every single show. They're going to have to find somebody. to play. Well, if they're smart, they'll taper it back. Yeah. And only have Biden on like once a month kind of a deal. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe he can pull it off. Well, yeah, that's true because they won't be going after him like as they much. went after Trump. Um, but if they if not, yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, because he actually has a career right now. That... Oh, gotcha. Paul says, Charles said, I want to see Will Ferrell on SNL oh, this week. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. It would we, be great. Yep, that would be good. We misread that. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see it happen. So, speaking of not being able to get Baldwin to leave office. Well, yeah. So. To leave the show. Let's just give you the facts for a second. The media has declared. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me know Sorry. when this is done. <laughs> <laughs> so, the media has declared that. President, Joe Biden, or President-elect Biden, is what they're declaring. He's him. President-elect Biden mm-hmm. and President-elect uh, Harris have won. Which <laughs> first, I didn't say it was Will Ferrell. I said I wanted it to be Will Ferrell. There's your Wazoo reading education. <laughs> All right, and let me. Which button? And you're blocked. Delete. <laughs> uh, speaking of, go Cougs. They won on. Uh, that's for you, Charles. Okay. <laughs> Potty humor. Yeah. Um, so. Something to keep in mind, which I never really thought about until this election, was the media does not declare the winner. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, it is... Which, I'm not saying that Trump's going to win. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I don't think that's what's I don't about. think, honestly, if there's been some hokey pokey stuff going on, we would have heard it by now. It's been more than a week mm-hmm. since the election. Mm-hmm. So I've always said, President Trump, if you've got evidence that there's been some hokey crap going on, you need to get it out there. And you need to yeah, get it out there quick. Biden's actual electoral count right now is 253, which is not 270. Really? Well, that's what they... Oh, yeah, actual. Cause, gotcha. Because yep. a bunch of the, the states that the media has called has not actually awarded, has come out and said that they've gotcha. awarded it. And so, gotcha. And that's true. So, so the media is pushing this narrative, and everybody, including myself, I kind of fell into it on Saturday where I said, hey, you know what, congratulations. But then I, I rolled it back. I realized, you know what, they're right. Even if he does eventually become here's, here's president-elect. Like President Trump or not, right? Like him or not. And we know that Carl's on here, and Carl's president of the Washington State chapter of the Hate Trump bandwagon. Yep, and Paul says, and Trump does not need to concede, which is absolutely right. correct. So, a lot of people forget here. They're they're mad at... The funny thing I think is funny is that they're mad at Trump challenging anything. Right. <laughs> I know where okay. you're going. But also, Biden was challenging Pennsylvania before they were even. it was even swung his way. He had lawyers on the ground. No one wanted to talk about that, right? They just want to point out what Trump was doing. And I, I'll have you all remember that Al Gore never conceded in 2000. And, uh, in 2000. Was it 2000 or 2004? 2000. 2000. Al Gore never conceded in 2000. And it wasn't until 37 days after the election that they actually named 
President Bush, President elect. And Al Gore's lawyers and his team, and I'll, I'll, I'll remind all of you out there who, are, who don't remember, Al Gore's a Democrat, okay? Challenged everything. Yes. And there was, and you know what? 100% his legal right to do Absolutely. so. And never was I pissed off about it. And that's his right to do so. Yes. And they challenged it. There's the cat. Yep. And they challenged it, and they challenged it, and it didn't, it came to nothing. But they let it play out, and I'm glad that they did, because yes. it was the right thing to do. Okay, now, fast forward, mostly Democrats pissed off that Trump is challenging anything, saying, oh, right. it's just unpresidential. He just why needs to accept the results. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, why was it okay? Why, 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 why was it okay for Gore to do it, but not Trump? Why is it okay for Biden to have people on the ground in Pennsylvania and, if, you know, in Philadelphia, you know, watching counts and all that? But not President Trump. Wouldn't. Regardless of whether you like the guy or not, he's afforded this. So for all of you out there that want equal rights for, for women, for minorities, for uh, LGBTQ community, then you need to say, whether I like him or not, he's afforded the same rights as everybody else. Yep. Which means he can challenge every damn state if he wants, and you can't bitch about it. Right. Because it's his right to do so. Just like it was past people's rights, and just like it's everyone else's rights to have equal rights in our country, whether you like them or not. Okay, I don't like Rory, but I'm glad he has equal rights. <laughs> <laughs> I, and there's our open. I'm just, it just drives me bananas. I'm like, look, I don't really like the guy either, but it's his right. So shut your damn mouth and just let it play out, for God's sakes. And, and the thing that, that really gets to me is, wouldn't you want them to go through this process to make it absolutely legit? Because God forbid it wasn't legit, oh and we didn't find gosh. out about it. Then you're and we didn't find out about it. Then you're essentially conceding that you're okay with political mafia taking over and running your country without right. you having any say, right? And I mean, come on, man. I I would rather have all fifty states come back and go. We found a little bit of fraud. But not or, enough to overturn it. But not enough to overturn it. Yeah. And and it, I mean, here's the thing. There's going to be um, a margin of error in these things. There's always going to be. But if it's found to be very, very bad, then yeah, I want that to be brought to light. But if there's nothing that's found, yeah, then hey, we move on. And I guess we also got to be careful too. We can't necessarily allow the media to tell us that there's nothing wrong. No. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough because... You get people like Christian on here who say, there's been plenty of fraud. Look up this, look up that. We got people in our lives that send us texts all the time. Check out this, check out that. Yeah. That's fine and dandy, but I need it to be blown wide open. Yeah. I need it to be so obvious that and here's the, the major deal. networks cannot avoid it. I'm going to level with some of you out there. Oh, he's leveling. Paul Carlson. Get your levels out. Oh, Paul, he's coming after you, Carlson. Paul, no, I'm not even coming after him. Oh. Paul... Paul has posted quite a few times this week. There's only been 1,700 cases of voter fraud since 2000. No, there hasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, there hasn't. There's been 1,700 cases that have been proven. Okay? And that and that's fine and dandy. But Paul, you of all people, conspiracy theorist, <laughs> shouldn't be riding that bandwagon. Because yeah. what do I always say? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Just how big is that fire? Okay? Yep. And if it's only 1,700, then that's just a campfire. Okay? And, and we'll deal with it. But I would challenge all of you to think outside the box a little bit. We are talking about a country who openly participated in running drugs during Vietnam in order to fund a war. Okay? Yep. Air America. Um, and <laughs> Paul, we'll get back to that. We'll definitely get back to Inslee. Yeah. So hang on. And so 
1,300 confirmed. Oh, okay. my gosh. Drew, we will get to that, too, brother. Yeah. The, oh, my gosh. You guys yeah, bring we'll, the fire yeah, we'll today because we definitely want to 1300 touch 1,300 confirmed cases, and, that, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But you're talking about a country who allows the CIA to basically run cloak and dagger to do whatever needs to be done in the world, okay, including participate in illegal drug operations in order to fund wars, okay? So if you're telling me that that same country... Hey, daddy's got to earn money, okay? Yeah, if you're telling me that that same country <laughs> is not participating in some amount of voter fraud, then you are about as smart as a box of rocks. It's just, I'm not saying that it's... I'm not saying that any of it's enough to overturn an election or any of that. But if you literally believe that there's only 1,300 cases of voter fraud that are in our country... Carlson, I know you don't believe that. You just don't like Trump, and so you're pushing it. But, <laughs> dear God... I love the fact I can't even that our our viewer count went down for a second and then it just shot no, up. Oh, Luke's on a Luke's on a main. Yes, <laughs> yes. Gotta... So so either either we're in Michigan where the votes <laughs> where the votes just are just shooting up or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, anyways, I and I I totally get like Paul's point in pushing that whole thing has been like, hey, it's not enough to overturn. Right. Totally get it. But in my mind, you need to make it uncomfortable. You need to make. Uh, Whatever, whoever runs these the scams or whatever, you need Excuse to me. make them uncomfortable. Yep. So that they're afraid to do it or afraid to do it too much or we catch every last one of them that we can to ensure that it's never enough to sway right. an election. And I, I tell you, man, I've heard some conspiracy theories in the past week where I thought, damn, we actually have the technology that could happen. That's really cool. But again, I need I need evidence. It needs to be overwhelming evidence that there is some crap going on. And who knows? Maybe we don't find out that evidence until twenty years later. So Paul says, and this is great. He says, "Facts don't care about your feelings." Yes. He says, "Hey, Ben Shapiro's here." No, he's using it against us. So he oh. says, "Right now, I have confirmed cases on my side. You have feelings. Yep. Except for, unless you chase down feelings, you never find the facts." Okay. Okay. A lot of people had feelings about the Green River Killer. And if they wouldn't have stayed on those feelings, he would still be out there raping and maiming. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people had feelings um, about, um, you know, Ted Bundy or, or, or these different things. A lot of people have feelings about when things are wrong. You have to go on hunches. That's why you went and got a degree in journalism, Paul. Because good journalists chase down the hunches. And then they find the facts, if they're true or not. And so right. I'm glad that they're going with the feelings. Because your 1,300 cases started as feelings that something wasn't right. And so they chased those down. And if it turns out that there's nothing, cool. Then I'll go back and say, hey, fact is, there's yep. only 1,300 cases. But even if they add one more or two more to that 1,300, then feelings somewhere led to a fact that there was voter fraud. Yep. And I can understand. And look, this is coming from a guy. I'm not a big Trump fan. <laughs> but I want the truth, not just what you want the truth to be. And I, I can understand the the feeling tired of all of this because in our day and age now we get so much information thrown at us that it can become information overload and so we can have a truthful thing happen in the big old dump of news and it'll get lost in there it'll get lost in the minutia and you know you read something real quick about oh the ballots got changed you're just kind of like ah you know I, I i'm gonna go play with my kids i just can't handle this right yeah. now so I, I think my point is is that 
we could actually have stuff happen right in front of us mm-hmm. and not even know. I mean, they're doing it right in plain sight. Now, I'm not saying this is what's happening right now, but I'm saying we can get so overloaded with information that we could have the fraud happening right in front of us. Well, and we're just like, uh, when do the Seahawks play this weekend? Uh, I got to go pay my bills. Uh, you know, well, you just you're, you don't focus on that anymore. And it gets exhausting. Yeah. You want the reporters. You want real journalists to yeah. go after. You want the freaking all the president's men you want those guys to chase down those leads but there's so much minutia that's put out there now yeah that it does get exhausting also also though paul carlson the in my mind the 1300 since 1980 you also had a bunch of elections in there that weren't even close so no one was trying to chase down anything you know yeah you know what i'm saying you, Did only... you look at the 1984 results oh dude reagan it was i mean it was 49 to 1 49 states to 1 yeah i mean, it was, I mean <laughs> or maybe two I... it was but i mean everyone actually voted. it was it was 48 to 2 it was 49 it was 49 to 2 because dc went for mondale minnesota went for mondale yeah and so no one's chasing down those things. Anymore. Thank you, Paul Twibel. The Russian collusion was based on feelings. Oh, wait, that came up with nothing. Yeah, but you had to chase the feelings. You had to. Yeah. Because that's a great example, Paul, because at the end of the day, you have this big report that says, yeah, nothing happened. And as irritating as that was to have to deal with that over the past two, three years, I'm glad it came out because now we can go, hey, you guys were full of crap. Yeah. And it's... Um... And, and and that can happen with this this, this election. Fine. They cha- they go down all these roads and they find that there was no no voter fraud. No. Then you can say, hey, Rory, Luke, you guys are full of crap. Yeah. Fine. Well, here's the thing: we're not full of crap. <laughs> I've never said once that there is voter fraud. I've said that you have that they have the right to right. chase it. Right. I got no. I've got no. That's evidence. the thing. People just because I argue for their that they should have the right to chase it doesn't mean that i believe that there's voter fraud you guys are if that's what you think then you're not even listening to what i say and you're taking things out of context charles says guy makes a statement under penalty of perjury guy recants statement no arrest for perjury did hillary get to him i know i saw that it was funny mm. oh my goodness and so um what was i getting to oh so you ha- i mean you just i mean bottom line you have to chase these things whether you like it or not you know, and God forbid, geez, Louise, can you imagine if there was and it blew and it, and it turned everything and like all hell would break loose. I, I, here's the thing. And here's the thing. One what? side of me would make a big old tub of popcorn and be like, oh, hell yeah, please let that happen. Yeah. But there's another side of me is like, oh, please no. We've been through enough in 2020. Please no. And please I just, let it be legit. Here's the thing. I just don't care. Yeah, see, and that's the problem. You know what I mean? We're so oversaturated I with know. crap, especially in 2020. Like, like, if it goes through that it, that uh, Joe Biden is our president, cool, let's go. Next four years, let's do this. <laughs> Paul says, they don't only investigate when elections are close. Most cases are investigated when the ballot is cast. Meanwhile, 1,960 people have been killed by lightning in the U.S. <laughs> since 1980. Well investigate done, those cases. Well Was done. it really lightning? Yeah, well done, Paul. <laughs> well done. Oh, I, and Paul, I'm on your side man i don't think that there's enough out there that would overturn anything i don't think there is but i think that you have to go after it. and if you don't want it to happen then either you're hiding something or you don't want the people to have true control yeah, over the republic i agree with that and and so you have to go after it and that's just me and here's the thing paul and everyone listening here's the deal here's yeah here's the deal <laughs> listen man um <laughs> come on man come on man um <laughs> So when I was in the Marine Corps, and yeah. I don't, not you know this, but not everyone knows, for a long period of time, or for a, a period of time, I was a media liaison, a media rep at Camp Pendleton. So when there was a press conference or something like that with the San Diego News, 
I was on TV a few times Ooh. answering questions. Find those videos. Okay? And let me tell you, when I was answering questions about things that were going on, never once was I telling the truth. <laughs> never once. How can we trust you now? And you know why never once I was telling the truth? Because I was pulled aside by the general who went on to become the commandant of the Marine Corps and worked directly with the president or whomever and told what I was going to tell the media. Okay. And in a few of those cases, the lies or the untruths that were perpetuated were big freaking deals that they didn't want the public to know about. <laughs> so I was part of the machine at a point on a small scale. Yeah. And so if you're going to tell me that, oh no, the government doesn't do this or the government doesn't try to participate in hiding things or, or whatever, <laughs> I will tell you from experience that you are an ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your tinfoil hat that there, Marine. Yeah, that you're ignorant. <laughs> and that is not a tinfoil hat. That is actual That fact. was a cloth hat that I had to wear. And if anybody wants to know about it, I'll talk to you about it off camera. <laughs> Away from smartphones. But here's the deal. If I disappear sometime in the next week, don't look for me. Don't look for me, because you're not going to find me, and you're going to end up disappearing, too. By right, he's going on vacation again. Rachel's going to be like, have you seen Luke? <laughs> no, well, I figured he was on vacation again. <laughs> oh, no one has. So, um, anyways, you got, I mean, that's the thing. Like, And uh, I think I've told you a couple stories of things that I was I had to tell that weren't anywhere near the truth. And um, it is what it is. You know, it's uh, the government doesn't want you to know everything. No. And this will include around voting. They don't want you to wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. But but President Trump didn't tell us how bad this coronavirus was going to be. No. How no. come he didn't? The, my government lies to me? By the way, by the way, for all of you out there, and this is going to be a great segue. Oh, buddy. I like this. For all of you out there who think I want Trump to overturn this thing, I found out in the last few days that. Uh, Governor Inslee is top of the list. Please. To join the cabinet. Hercules! 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 To join the cabinet of Joe Biden. And so if you think I want Trump to overturn this thing, you're dead wrong. <laughs> I will go count yeah. go I will go count votes for Biden. I, I disliked Biden up until he said that Trump or that Inslee was in it. And I was like Joe Biden, my man. Can I help you move, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Governor? Yeah. I was like, man, back, some, back this you all up to Biden's place. Let me help this dude move to the White House. Oh, okay, so let me come back up here because I said I, I because we're making that transition here. So let me yeah. get back to this statement up here. Uh, Paul Twible says, Inslee and his wife having a press conference tonight. My guess is, one, they've taken a position with the Biden administration, even though I said <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, Bye-bye. Two, I'm locking this state back down. Yes, that will be our next transition. Biden. Heidi says, Biden, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> I rip off my, I got a Biden shirt. Yes, because I've said from the get-go, I'm more concerned about getting Local. Jay Inslee out of office yeah. than I am about getting Donald Trump out of office. Now, here's the scary thing, and there's smarter people on here than us. What happens if Inslee leaves? I honestly don't know. I do know. You do know. I read it last night. Oh, you read it last night. Well, you cheated then. Yeah. Ooh, excuse so, me. So, I thought... <laughs> Heidi says, I never thought I would say that. Biden, <laughs> Biden, Biden. I, I thought Denny Heck would take over, who's going to be the lieutenant governor. Okay, okay. I thought that that was the next... And actually, 
Denny Heck, from all accounts, like I, I'm okay with Denny Heck. Like I was like, all right, you, you know, know, I've met him. He's he seems like a, a he's kind of a he's a good dude. He seems like a day. moderate Democrat to me that yeah. I could I could hang out with. And so I was like, okay, Denny Heck, let's let's do that. But it turns out oh, that if Emily uh, accepts a position, <laughs> Culp, they will have another governor's election. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's not lieutenant governor. That's what I thought, but I read it last night. They will have another election for governor. So it'll be like yes. a, it'll be like a special election. Okay, uh, attention, Republicans out there. Attention, Republicans. Hey, Rob McKenna, are hey, you listening? Let's put a real Republican yeah. candidate out there. Lauren Culp, you're a nice guy, super cool dude. I love your black and white approach to everything. You were not electable. We need a strong Republican to Rob step McKenna. forward. I, Rob McKenna. Hell, Dino Rossi. I'll, I'll go back to the oldies there. I don't care. We need a strong uh, Joshua Free. Somebody dust Joshua off Slade Burton's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that man out here. At this point, hell, I'll take Dan Evans. I don't care. I know he's not around anymore. Please. I mean, you see me holding on to the... Please. I'm so tired of a blue if ever, governor. If ever there was a chance that Rob McKenna could have pulled it off was this year, too. I know. I know. I, I was know, like, Rob, know, where are you? You're not even that old. I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm tired of... Having a Democrat governor in Washington. Please! I am so desperate now. I am so desperate. There it is. Yeah, Pete Paul's on board. Rob McKenna. Yeah, that's my dude, man. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. Yeah, so there will be a special uh, election for governor. Well, oh, no. Paul, that's a nightmare scenario right there. Bob Ferguson is oh, governor. God. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dino Rossi, yeah. So that's the... Uh, Look at that. He tagged Rob McKenna. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rob McKenna. You need to encourage Governor Inslee to take a seat yeah. in Biden's cabinet. Look, please. Yeah, yeah look, Jay, Jay, look, <laughs> look. We're going to miss you, bro, but, I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> Do you want to be the guy looking back in your life that didn't take a cabinet seat? You can share your mask mandate with the entire nation. And look, here's the deal, honestly. <laughs> and here's the deal, too. You know what they want him for? Here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. You know what they want him for? They uh, want him for secretary, the environment secretary. Am yes, perfect, perfect fit for He's him. your man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. You know what? You want to know why? Because I'm an environmentalist. Like I, I believe in, I, I believe in having to do things for the environment and climate change. So you know what? Put the put the guard dog on it. Put Inslee on it. Like I want him to start talking about the climate fire. Yeah, I'm all about it. Get that climate fire going. Yeah. Go Jay. I mean, if ever, Go. it's like. <laughs> It's like, I don't like certain people, but if you're really good at one thing, I want you to do that one thing. So I would like him to take that job. Oh my gosh. You know what it is? It's like us preparing the village idiot with everything he needs to push him out of the village. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, Please, go. Hey, Twible, that's a good point. Kim Wyman. Yeah. Secretary of, uh, Secretary of State. Yeah. You know, and she's, you know, put her out there. She keeps winning. Get Inslee out of here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, she's a known moderate Republican and she is a she. Yeah. yeah, here's here's the bottom line. I can't believe Jay Inslee won. I truly can't believe. Mm, 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 mm. I can't believe because how badly Seattle has big and affiliates. I believe he won. Uh, I, I, Joey, Joey, cover your ears. Cover your ears, Joey. Because I can't believe how bad Jay Joey. Inslee has dicked over the city of Seattle. And yet you people in Seattle still voted for him. 
You're seeing Amazon leave. You're seeing Boeing taking business to South Carolina. How in the hell could you reelect that man? Well, there's a mass exodus of people selling their homes and getting out. Yes, like, there's yeah. people leaving King County. They're just, oh my gosh. So when I saw that he blew Lauren Culp out of the water, I, I thought it would be close. I wasn't surprised he won. I was surprised he won by that much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was a big thing. So Paul, Voter fraud! Paul says, one party controlling the executive and legislature, in this case Washington, isn't great. Which is why I'm really praying yes. that everything sorts itself out with the Senate and the Republicans maintain control of the Senate. Because you do not want... I don't care who you are. Like, as a Republican... <laughs> Joey says, remember, I go to public school. Yeah. Sorry, that was yeah. probably like a level four word like or something. Like, as a Republican, you wouldn't want... In my mind, you, you shouldn't want... In all Republican, no, I don't. Uh, you know, uh, government. And I just, honestly don't. You have to have the push and pull. You have to have um, the checks and balances. A great example. Right now, they're still trying to figure out another stimulus package for the coronavirus. Yeah. If the Democrats had their way, and someone correct me here, I think they wanted to push a, a three, three trillion, or five. Is it three trillion? Uh, three or four. Three yeah, or four trillion like yeah. dollar package. And the Republicans are saying no. Yeah. And yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it sucks. Precious snowflake, you don't get everything you want. Well, and you have to look. But you got to come together. You got to have that compromise. And I would rather have that, this bickering and come to a solution than to just have one party get exactly what they want. You know what I think is funny too? I haven't had any alcohol yet. No, you know, I. Oh. Well, hello there. Yeah, that's my beautiful wife. Um, well, I thought she was yelling at us, but it's, no. I, I think it's important for all of us to realize something from this whole election thing, by the way, is that I've heard mostly from a Democrat side that, like, we're the majority in this country. Um, and I think that if nothing else, this election has taught us that that's not true. We are very evenly split, in my mind, um, because you have one of the most detested presidents in history as far as how people feel about it. Oh him, yeah. Oh yeah. Running and yet still when you look, what, what was the popular vote count? What was the disparity? The, the 6 million or something like that? 8 million? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I That's can't That's really not a big number in the grand scheme of things when no. you look at an entire country. And especially when you take into consideration who it is. And it's not a mandate. I've heard a couple of yeah. political knuckleheads say it's a mandate on what uh, what the country wants Joe Biden to do, and I'm like, no, it's not a mandate. It's uh, yeah. you got just enough of the that middle that middle part of uh, you know going back and forth like this. You just you had just enough people that did not want to see Donald Trump continue. I think that's a good point, Joey. Joey says I want there to be an independent governor. Then both parties get their ways. Um, it, you know, it's I, I think the whole point of what Joey's saying and what a lot of us are saying is there has to be checks and balances. There has to be someone to oversee. You yep. know what I mean? And um, I want to touch on what Christian is saying right here. So yeah. Christian says, Jay Inslee announcing his victory as governor 15 minutes after polls close at 8 p.m. Really, 15 minutes after the polls close in Washington? I didn't here's here's what I say to that. that. Here's what I say to that, and it actually shows that Washington has their crap together. Yeah. Pennsylvania... Come on, Pennsylvania. They're, they can't Pull all your day. Head. They just don't release results. Pull your head out of your ass, Pennsylvania, because Washington has their coffee? act together. Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I don't. I, I was not surprised. Hell, I sent Luke a message at eight oh one that that Inslee was the was the winner because Washington counts their votes when they come in. Yeah, and that's what Pennsylvania should have been doing. That's what states should be doing. Is when you get these mail in ballots coming in, 
count them. And then at 801, I don't care if you release it. I don't care if you say, hey, he's declared the winner. So yeah, the theory was, I didn't have a problem with that. The theory was always getting more people to vote would result in a Democratic landslide. That This election kind of blew that theory up. Yeah, and Paul, you're, you're spot on, bro. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think what it, what it proved is that we're still fairly balanced in in where the country is. Because you got to figure that if, if even if it's an 8 million split, right, in the popular vote, yep. a lot of those 8 million are conservatives who don't like President Trump. Right. I've or read enough things where there's been some conservatives that said, I, I plugged my nose and I voted for Biden. Yeah, or independents who are could go either way. And the same thing happened four years ago because there, yeah. there were some liberals out there that said, I plugged my nose and voted for Trump because yeah. I did not want Hillary because yeah. Hillary has her own history and her own baggage. Yeah. And... You know, it's just, you got, you got that. I always find it funny. And I don't know if you feel like this or not, but whenever they get that campaign going every four years, get out and vote, get out and vote, register to vote, 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 vote. Do you ever yeah. look at it and go, so do what you if want, it goes the other way? What if I, what if I register to vote and I vote for the candidate that you don't want me to vote for? Do you still want me to register to vote? So I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Fallon that he had Megan Rapinoe on and she's like, vote, vote, vote. It's just so important. Vote, vote, vote. And I, I wanted Fallon to follow that up with. Well, what if they're not voting your way? Do you still want them? <laughs> but he, no one asks that question. Of course they don't. You know, and I'm like, push it further. And I think that speaks to what Paul was saying, is that getting more people to vote, they just assume that it'll be a Democrat. Right. Um, and, and that's asinine. <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. And so... Um, can we just... Can we put polls to bed? Oh, my God, right? Because I can tell you right now, if... You are not good at your job. If I... <laughs> you are not good at your job. If in Washington they say we're no longer doing the mail-in vote, you have to go somewhere to vote, and I have to go somewhere to vote, and I vote, and I come out, and I get stopped by a pollster, hey, who'd you vote for? I ain't telling you the truth. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the truth because polls... Yeah. <laughs> I voted for uh, the weed candidate. Yeah. Good space guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thora Munson. Yeah, I just... Uh... The poll thing, you are not good at your job. Either you're not good at your job or the American people really like to F with you. Because (laughs) they've been nowhere near in the last two federal elections. And I'm going to go back to what I said last week real quick. I want to punch this home. We need a federal system on voting for federal positions. Yeah. You can do whatever you want in your county and your state for that kind of stuff. Yep. But when I'm watching the news and like, well, we're not sure because Michigan does it different than uh, Pennsylvania and and then it's completely different in Utah or whatever else, I'm like, okay, if it is a federal government position, i.e. the president of the United States. Yep. Okay. Even in my mind, even state senators or Congress, there needs to be one playbook. Yep. So that if there is any cases of voter fraud or indiscrepancies, <laughs> Heidi says, "I'll tell them I voted for Kanye." Yes. Which have you seen that meme? The uh, Nevada and Pennsylvania and Georgia are are waiting to give their results because they're scared to tell everybody that Kanye. No, that's funny. <laughs> won yeah. the state. Kanye won. Uh, yeah. We don't know how to tell you guys this, but uh, yeah. yeah, he won. <laughs> Kanye pull off the inevitable. I think you're right, man. I think when it comes to the federal stuff. There has to be there has to be policies put in place. The other thing is, I heard a lot of people pissing and moaning about Pennsylvania, <clears throat> in the sense of um, they were still going to um, allow ballots to come in, and and I'm sure it's been all changed around. There's but, no postmark. But here's the thing: if it's po- and the way Washington does it, and I don't know how many days after, mm-hmm. but the way Washington does it is you have to drop it into the the either the the ballot box, or you have to have it postmarked on election day and then they've got a few days to get it 
to the elections right. office. I have zero problem with that. I think that is an effective way. If it's got a postmark, to me, that's legit. We count it. So when I hear that at first President Trump was talking about any of the ballots that came in after that 8 p.m. or whatever that deadline was, they shouldn't be counted. And I thought to myself, that's wrong. That that's not right. That that's not right at all. Um, you should have that leeway as long as they're postmarked election day. You should have that leeway to still have your ballot. Twible doesn't agree with us. That's all right, Twible. Uh, no, fifty states. As long as results are provided to the federal government on time, the federal government can shut up. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I, 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 just I think get it. On a federal level, when it's a president election, it's got to be the same process. And I and I'll say that I disagree with you on the post office thing. I think. We should stop using the postal service for, and it's not because. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. And it's not because of anything that President Trump said or anything no, like that. No, I've no, thought no. it for a while, um, and this goes back to like what we were talking about with Drew last week: in-person voting. I think bare minimum, your ballot needs to be dropped off at a voting receptacle, right? Like, yep. uh, like they have down at like downtown Puyallup yep. at the pavilion, yep. and I think there needs to be a a cutoff. Yep. Say it's 8 p.m., whatever it is, that at 8 p.m., there's a election service worker there that locks that up. Yeah. We're done. You didn't make it. Yep. We're done. Um, because in a world where you're getting your ele- your ballot two to three weeks out, you need to find time to get it in there by the time Tuesday at 8 p.m. or Tuesday at whatever rolls around. And maybe it's Tuesday at midnight, whatever it is. Like, hey, it's still Tuesday. I don't have any problem with that. I, I also, I mean, I love, here's the thing. I love the convenience of throwing into the mailbox, but at the same time, you're now having a, from the time you vote to the time it gets to the elections office, you've got a inter- intermediary there that you don't know if your envelope is going to make it or not. And that can be a concern. I'm not saying yeah. the postal service sucks at their job. What I'm saying is you have that opportunity for your ballot to get lost. Now, granted, yeah. you can check online and see if they received your ballot. I, yeah. That's fine. That's dandy. But I would be open to the idea of not doing that anymore. I, I think it, As much as a pain in the And you know what? Here's the other thing, too. I don't mind if we had, like, three days of voting. I just, yeah. yeah that's fine. I don't have a problem with that either. If you, you have three days mm-hmm. to get your ass down to the polling place and vote. Here's, here's what I would say is this. We got, you know... 14, 15 people. Heidi says, can I piss and moan about the fact that Inslee can be in office for three terms? I don't think anybody should be in for three terms. It's and like and says, you like have every single right to piss and moan about that. I, just like the president. I think it should be two terms max um, for anybody. Um, yep. I'll say this. Like Paul he, Paul brings up a good point. What's he say? He says, the president is not elected by the people. They're elected by the states through the electoral college. Senators and representatives were sent to the federal government by the states. States right shove off DC. You know what, Paul? I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm it's not just, saying you're wrong. It's, I just feel like we have to have for. I completely agree. Federal, I'm saying the system needs to be something the same. needs to be a, a something needs to be changed with the system. Yeah, and it and I get it. Every state's going to be different. States' rights. I understand that. And I hear what he's saying, but that means that like Wyoming could say like, you know, <laughs> the way we do it is you spit your chaw into the yeah. cup with the you know. <laughs> And that's the way we do it. And then we we put it on a scale, which yeah. everyone weighs the most. That's the oh, winner. Oh man, old <laughs> yeah, old Jacob from the ranch is coming down. He spits a heavy one, so it's gonna <laughs> it could sway the election. Yeah, yeah at that point, <laughs> that guy, that guy's got. There's gonna be no thing. equality then. Um, but anyway, I I do think I don't like the postal. And here's the thing. Here's the deal. Yeah, listen, man. Um, <laughs> how many of you, and everyone should raise their hand, have ever had mail lost? Never. 
Yeah. Never had that like, happen. Graham out here is infamous for me having other people's mail all the time. Like, if I go a day without having someone else's mail, it's a flipping miracle. <laughs> we have numbers on our house, and all the time I get stuff for my neighbors. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at it, doesn't even match. Look at the damn number. You know what? Paul brings up a good point. You haven't proven why there needs to be a standardized system, just feelings about it. You know what? And this goes, Paul, this goes back to what I have proven why. I have proven why. Because. They said they're sending election officials to all the states, but part of the thing is is they have to get up to speed on how they do things. This has been on the news. They're like, well, the election officials are going to Arizona, but Arizona does it completely different than everybody else, and so they got to get on. They got to get up to speed on how their system is working. That is why <laughs> they should be able to get to the ground and already know what the hell is going on and get into the process, not get there and then read the manual and then figure it out. Like that's why. That is proof why. That's not well. Feelings. But I think in this instance where we were talking earlier about facts over feelings there's a feeling that something's not right and it needs to be it needs to be followed through yeah and if if we come to the conclusion that hey you know what it you think that this is going on but really everybody's got their crap together perfect but it just feels like they don't uh, yeah and so the thing with the the postmark and all that kind of stuff i just think you take the post office out of it like i said not a day goes by that i don't have missing mail or i have someone else's mail Okay. And my neighbors and I are out on the road trying to figure out, oh, is this yours, bro? Like, oh, this is, sorry, dude. You know, uh, or I get a text from my neighbor saying, hey, did you get this? And I'm like, yep, sure did. I'll, you know, I'll walk it down the road to you. But, um, and, and so by taking the post office out of it, you're taking out one more instance of possible human error. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and because the post office, even if they're right 99% of the time, that 1% is a large number of F-ups Yeah, when you're talking about hundreds of millions of people. Um, and so take them out of the equation, and, and you're eliminating the possibility of that human error and making it even a little bit tighter Yeah, in my mind. In my mind. Yeah, there's there, we clearly have work to do. Yeah. If we're going to be the, the leaders of the free world, we clearly have work to do to tighten up our, our elections. Yeah. Um, me and Mrs. Brower, uh, me and Mrs. Brower's mail get mixed up at least once a year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it, it happens all the time. Mrs. Brower, is he talking about Heidi? <laughs> I don't know because I think they live by each other. Like oh well, there you go. Joey and, and Heidi. Yeah, there the you go. The, um, yeah, it's just uh, it just needs. I don't know. They they definitely voter fraud or not. I, I think that the system needs to get a little tighter, a little more streamlined, a little and, easier. And to kind of kind of talk about what Paul was talking about earlier with the electoral college. This is why we have the electoral college. Um, well, it, remember what happened with Hillary? There were like two or three of the electoral voters, the electorates from our state who refused to give their vote to Hillary. And they were trying to figure out how to punish them appropriately. Remember one of them was the, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, the tribal guy. Um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was like, Joey says, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Okay. That is, I'm not giving it to collusion. I'm not giving it goes. to Clinton. And they're like, but that's what we voted. He's like, yeah, but it's my electoral vote. And I, she's not. And he, he was like, I don't trust her with, um, it was, I don't trust her with tribal issues. And so he was like, I'm not giving it to her. I, I, I have a problem with that. Which is kind of funny. I do too. I, I get I get where the guy's coming from, but I have a problem with that. If that's our system and the way it's set up, which I, I guess our system allows him that flexibility to do that. I don't like that. I, no, I don't I, and I 
And I, I'm a fan. I know Nebraska breaks it up. Like and it I or think, not, play by the rules. I think someone. I think there's another state that breaks it up too, because Nebraska was two, two, two it's to Maine, one. It's Maine and Nebraska. And I, I don't like that. I don't like breaking up the electoral votes. They I, go on the percentage. I think it needs to be winner, winner take all. For the and state. you know, someone brought up this point the other day that they said the reason why you don't get rid of the electoral college is that you'll have um, California, New York, uh, Illinois and Florida basically run the entire election because that's where the most amount of people are. Now, if you do the popular vote, the popular vote, there was a 4 million, 4 million voter difference in California between Trump and Biden. 4 million is a lot of votes. Well, that's you- why you can't do the popular. Cause here's the other thing. If you, if let's just say that those 4 million votes go to Trump, yeah. It's still not a, in the way he explained it was those votes, those votes go to Trump. Joe Biden all of a sudden loses, yeah. just barely loses. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing about California that people don't realize is um, it's not as liberally biased as people think. No, Central California is hardcore Central conservative. Car- well, even, even like people don't realize this is that you have Los Angeles and San Francisco that are very liberal, but Orange County, just south of Los Angeles. Yep. There's a lot of money in Orange County. People who have a lot of money that don't want the government effing with it, and so they're a lot more conservative than people think. They may, they may, they may rock that rainbow flag and and do things, you know, and and have some social liberal views. But when it comes down to putting something on their ballot, they do not like big government yeah. touching their money. Yeah, and so it's not as crazy out there as as people think. Um, and there's a lot of farming in California. Where do happy cows come from? California. And so, uh, Paul Carlson says, yep, we had three faithless electors. Yeah, it was three, yeah. Um, By the way, yeah. 50,000 more people in King County voted for Trump than in 2016. Well, and honestly, and here's the thing that was going to piss people off. I don't know if you guys heard this. More minorities. Trump had a bigger portion of the minority vote than any Republican president since 1960. So in 60 years, that's got to tell you something. That It's got to say something. That President Trump, for all of his asinine defaults and all that, attracted more minority vote than any Republican candidate in the last 60 years. <laughs> Just let it sink in for a second. You know, and I want you guys to hear and something. And it's not by a little bit. It was a big percentage. We actually have a client who moved up to Washington from California three years ago. They're moving back to California. Let that sink in for a moment. They're like, we can't do it. Washington is so effed up that they're like... And I'm pissed off. We're losing clients. (laughs) We're going back to California. We are not going to deal with this stuff in Washington anymore. So let that sink in a little bit. By the way. Oh, can we also mention the fact that the Republicans have elected the most amount of Republican women ever to Congress? How come we don't hear about that? How no come cares. we don't celebrate that? Well, the most amount of women ever. And did you hear what AOC said the other day? Oh. She wants to... If this isn't freaking Nazi Germany, I don't know what is. Um, while, Biden was, while Biden was preaching unity and like moving past everything and all coming together, yeah. AOC went out and said, I disagree with him. I think we need to canonize everything that um, any Trump supporter has said over the last four years so that we can have it on record. I'm like... 
Okay, Hitler. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, how does every even think that's even remotely okay? You want to try to canonize anything anybody said for the person you don't like in office so that you can use it against them down the road and know who these people are. And she says, so we know who these people are. And I'm like, you want me to wear a Star of David too? There, you crazy right. bitch. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, and my kids asked me this, and I think you'll like this topic. Um, my kids asked me, they said, what What do you think What do you think will stop the government? What do you think will... They actually start with, what do you think that will stop the Democrats from coming after people who supported Donald Trump? And I said, easy, the Second Amendment. And like, what do you mean? No. I said, here's, here's the deal. <laughs> is <Nothing, man. laughs> is um, the reason we have the Second Amendment is for the citizens to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government. And and I've mentioned this before. Australia, UK, other countries in Europe where they don't allow gun rights or they very have very strict gun rights in America, that right should not be infringed upon. And there are enough patriots, liberal, conservative, Republican, Democrat, that won't put up with that crap. They won't put up with with that, I'll say it, with that shit that AOC is trying to put out there. Yeah. They won't put up with that because we will learn from history and you're not going to put a damn gold star on me and we can go down the coronavirus road after we're done with this. But that's, the, that's the kind of stuff that scares me too, my, is you've got corona. to, you're going to be tagged as being one of the ones that can do stuff. One of the ones that can't do stuff. And that's why we have the second amendment because we won't put up with that crap. You get too out of control and the people will rise up. That's what the founders, that's the whole reason the damn founders put it in there. They didn't just, like I've said before, they didn't come back from a hunting trip and go, hey, let's throw guns in there. We want to make sure we can shoot deer. They just got done leaving a tyrannical dictator king from England. Yeah. So they knew what the hell they were doing when they put that in there. And I, I saw a joke the other day, I think it was Bill Burr. If, <laughs> I, think, I think it was Bill Burr that said, um, if the reason the reason that the Second Amendment is about guns is because in case the First Amendment doesn't work, we've got the Second Amendment in place. <laughs> uh, let me catch up on some of these comments here while Luke is uh, Luke is using his right as a homeowner to go take a leak. Uh, let's see here. I'm just gonna start from here. Uh, Paul Carlson says, "LOL, this Facebook show gonna get tagged by AOC." <laughs> Come at me, bro. Oh, wait, no. Come at me, sis. Um, Charles says, true, and I don't think most people have the understanding of the Electoral College to know why it is set up that way. You know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is you don't hear any people bitching about the Electoral College with Biden winning. Biden won. I love the Electoral College. That's what I'm hearing from people right now. But, yeah, if their candidate doesn't win, they need to get rid of it. We need to go to the popular vote. Popular vote is dangerous. And I think the founders knew exactly what they were doing when they didn't go with the popular vote. Um, uh, Andrew says, like I said last week, we are a society of convenience. Uh, Charles says, the Electoral College voters are not necessarily bequest to vote according to the voting rule results of the state. Some states mandate it. Some states leave it up to electoral voter. I, and again, I, I, unless, I give, unless I'm given evidence that shows different to that, I don't think that should happen. I think it should be winner take all, and it, that's just the way it should be. I don't like the idea of chopping up the votes and giving the votes to different candidates and stuff like that. I, I don't like that. Um, and, and until somebody can show me evidence as to why we should do it that way, I don't think we should. Because uh, I think it's just a glorified version of the popular vote is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I say we chop the country in half. 
You get to pick a side. Well, I tell you one thing. Conservative side or liberal side? You get one shot. We need to start with Washington. I mean, has anybody else looked at the map? The governor map? Or yeah. even the, the presidential map? It's just one blue spot. It's clearly middle. obvious that eastern Washington is red. Red, red, yeah. red. And uh, What's funny? You know what I had someone tell me recently? I don't know why this is popping up. But I said something about... They didn't like the Electoral College. <laughs> they, Paul Twyle says, How many of the Bill of Tights are to protect us from the government? And then, of course, he says rights. But, I think it's the Bill of Tights, yeah. Oh, yeah, to protect us from the government. Absolutely. Absolutely, Paul. Our founding fathers knew... Fathers? Fathers knew what the hell they were doing. I think, Absolutely. I think that... Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you were talking about the Electoral College. Oh, yeah. Someone told me... Someone told me recently the Electoral College is stupid. And I said, well, then you don't have the middle of the country really having a vote. And he goes, right. And the person said literally like, who cares? We don't need the middle of the country. Oh, my gosh. And I said, <laughs> yeah, who wants food? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they were like, wow. And I said, or gasoline from your car. Because do you know how they get petrol for your car? They use corn as part of the fracking. And so you kind of need Nebraska and all those to, to come through for you on... Uh, on the uh, on the cornfields, you know, in Iowa and stuff. <laughs> Paul talks about there's a serious movement of some counties to join Idaho. I've heard not only Washington counties, but I've also heard um, Eastern Oregon counties because Oregon, dude. Let me tell you, you know my wife. No, oh, yeah. So Love I her. shared with her. Love her. I shared with her. We were having a, a a nice little back and forth yesterday on my birthday. So she she caused it, not me. It was my birthday. You should just allow me to have my opinion. <laughs> No, you're not allowed to talk today. <laughs> so she said something, and I and I told her, I said, oh, you mean like Oregon, where they can just do all the kind of drugs you want to? Magruder, I'll fight you right now. <laughs> Talking about the middle of the country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, you mean like Oregon, where you can just do any kind of drug you want to? And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, you seriously don't know? And so I shared with her that, yeah, they've opened up, you know, illicit drugs are now going to be legal in Oregon. And she's like, no, no, no. So I, I, I put it up on YouTube. I said, here, watch this. And the lady was talking about part. The second part of that entire thing was to put more twenty, put more more money towards substance abuse programs. Okay, cool, I get it. But do we really need to make illicit drugs legal? And and I don't. Oh, and so where I was going with this was is I've heard there's plenty of counties in Eastern Oregon that are like f this. I'm sick and tired of Portland running the entire state. And I wouldn't be surprised if if we see more eastern Washington and eastern Oregon counties be like, hey, hey, Idaho. Yeah. I Idaho. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, by the way, speaking of Oregon. Oregon. Speaking of Oregon. Oh, that's right. You shared this with me. Check this out, you guys. Guys, guys, we got a problem. So my sister and I drove through Portland. Uh, twice in the last week, going down to California to see our dad. <laughs> Paul tw uh, Paul Carlson says, moves to Oregon, going to do meth while cycling to work. <laughs> yeah, dude. So if you haven't been down there recently, and I don't know if First is on here, my boy my boy Chuck First, he told me to drive around. Boy, howdy. We drove through Portland on the way down the way back, and I-5 through Portland, like under overpasses, on medians and stuff, on exit ramps, like right wherever there was open real estate, was absolutely stacked with homeless encampments and trash. And I'm not talking about 
a little bit of litter that you send the freaking uh, the chain gang out to pick up on a on a, fr- a Saturday morning. Does it make Seattle look like the Emer- Emerald City? Oh, dude, it does. <laughs> I oh, that's gross. Believe it. I all I can think about is how you know, like all the soccer fans stuff called Portland Portscum. It was there were spots, guys. There were spots where the trash and debris was stacked three, four, five feet high oh all along gosh. the freeway. What the hell? Um, you look on a hillside, and it's just littered all the way down to the road with nast, garbage, just gross human waste. Like, I couldn't... Like, I've heard things. <laughs> Charles says, jerk, you didn't even stop and say hi. I know, but I, I got to <laughs> figure that out. But I could not believe it. Like, I... As a... a as a citizen, like if I was from Portland, I would be pissed. Like, ain't no rose can grow in the Rose City through no, all that crap. No. Like, it was, it, it was, really, dude, it was, not only was it disgusting, but it was really sad and disheartening to, to see what what what's happened to Portland. We, uh, we have a client who went down to Portland this past weekend. And uh, actually, it was the miss. It was the misses that went down there. And so I was talking with the Mister, and I said, "Dude, she went down to Portland." He's like, "Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I tried to tell her not to go. She went down there with some friends." He said, "I tried to tell her not to go, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I won't take the family to Portland. I won't take the family to Seattle." Uh, Paul Twible says, "West Siders think Eastern Washington can't survive without Western Washington." Apples, wine, hops, wheat, soybeans, hydroelectric power, wind power, and it's the best kind of, universities in the state. It's kind of funny. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what some Seattleites and all that don't get. They're like, oh, well, we have UW Medical and we have this and this and this. That's great. That's great. But you ain't going to have power to run UW Medical <laughs> or food to feed the patients if you cut off, if Eastern Washington cut off. Oh, you'll have all that stuff. It's just gonna you're just going to, yeah, you're going to pay through the nose money, for it. A lot of money. Yeah, um, and that—that's that, the cocky arrogance of some of that. It really is that, that drives me bananas. And I'm like, look, man, just because you might have these numbers and huge populations in one location, and, and so everyone that you walk out of your your tiny little apartment building in downtown Seattle that you talk to is of the same mind as you. Yep. Okay, get outside your county. Exactly. Get outside <laughs> your county and realize. How much of the state doesn't think like you, and how badly you need the rest Hell, of the state? Hell, you don't even have to get out of your county. Just go out to Enumclaw, and yeah. you'll see a completely different mindset. And no, I'm not going to make the joke about the horse and Ken Pinion and all that kind of stuff. I'm actually being serious here. Go out to Enumclaw. People yeah. think differently in King County, yeah. in Enumclaw, yeah. compared to hey, downtown Seattle. All, all, all you urban hippies out there that want to have your organic gardens and talk about you know the pros, and, and what do you do on the weekend? What do you do? You, you go out get, to the mountains. You get in your little smart car, <laughs> you get in your little 4 by 4 car, and you drive out to the mountains. Or you drive out to that blueberry patch in Enumclaw. Yeah. Or that strawberry field in Pierce County. You mean they don't have one yeah. down there? On and the... I guarantee you, they don't think like you. <laughs> they and, tolerate you because yeah. you have money. <laughs> and what if they started asking you if you were a, a liberal or a conservative before you could pick your berries? You would no, have no berries. Okay? You would... It's... <laughs> The, the, the absolute <laughs> pompous arrogance of some of these people. You have no berries. We don't need. Did them. your berries dry up, sir? Yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> I just want to run a social experiment for a month. Oh. <laughs> and 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 watch how fast and watch no. how fast these these liberal populated areas turn into Lord of the Flies and just start eating each other. Oh well, we saw it over the freaking summer, which 
allow me to transition into the next topic because it sounds like they're going to try a nice little social experiment. Six weeks. If Biden gets his way, if this guy that Biden is trying to bring onto his cabinet, could you imagine a four to six week shutdown? That's what they're talking about with the coronavirus, which we could do another freaking three hours talking about this. I am so sick and tired of hearing <laughs> about number... Bye, buddy. Have a great day at school. Have a great hey, day at school, bud. Hold on. Let me see your hair. Oh, look at that. Oh, what a handsome Bro. man. Bro. I love you, bud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So what did that mean? Like, any other time... The hair's not going to look that on point. Oh no no no! Oh. I just think she was just reminding me of the oh. picture. Oh okay, man. gotcha. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we had to take Aaron, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Yeah. Um, who cares about the cases? And I'm going to say it. And I, I know don't. there's probably family out there. They're going to be pissed off at me. Who cares about the cases? I don't. Because the testing. I'm going to say it again. This is my opinion. The testing is flawed. The testing is flawed. They're testing too hard on this. And if you want to go down the road, it's not a conspiracy theory because you can go find the evidence. The PCR method to test for coronavirus is flawed if you do it wrong. And a lot of these states, a lot of these labs, they're doing up to 45 times magnification to see if they can find the coronavirus. A shutdown sure would help me, though. Easy driving on I-5. Because <laughs> yeah. um, really the thing is, it shouldn't be more than 35. And look this up on your own. I'm not just pulling this out of the air. So when you got, when you're doing a magnification of up to 45, you're going to find something. You're going to find anything. And if that's the basis for a positive test, because you found something, yeah, that's bullcrap. And tell you I'm what, telling you right, mine, you'd find whiskey. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you guys, pay attention because to me, this case, the amount of cases going up is bullcrap and i know zuckerberg is going to knock us off of facebook here any moment because i'm saying this but it doesn't matter the case look the, the the high rate of cases does not matter let's look at other factors that do matter you're going and so why do you think you're spot on joey why do you think that they're all of a sudden across the country they're talking about the caseloads going up because now that's their that's their oh. getting the foot in the door to do a lockdown, to shut things down again. And I'm not, I don't know if there's a conspiracy going on. I don't think they're going to try and reset something, but it seems really strange to me. How is it that I can sit down at a restaurant? I can walk into a restaurant with my mask, but if I sit down, I take my mask off, I'm protected. How is it that downtown Puyallup, you see some restaurants that have those outdoor areas yeah they now have the temporary enclosures how the hell is that safer sitting there than sitting in the restaurant well what i'm trying to figure out is uh i i, I just i'm quick, I'm, I'm sorry i'm so passionate about this but i'm getting tired of it because you are ruining lives by pushing this freaking idea of a mandate to lock things down even more you're gonna make things worse in our country allow us to be mother freaking adults and deal with this masks hand sanitizers social distancing i get all that but I'm sick and tired of this idea. Oh, we'll just shut things down. It'll be fine. I've heard a lot of you liberals out there 
Say we need to do this. Just shut it down another four to six weeks. Bull crap! Because you got people out there that have to go to work. You got people out there that do get depressed. They do have issues. There are there are chant there there I'm just so passionate about this. We can't lock down. We can't. We will destroy this country if we lock down again. Yeah. I just I am I'm so passionate about I'm this. I'm trying to figure out how it's you creating saying... a frenzy that I'm this crazy about it on this side, but it's creating this fear, this frenzy. I see it in my own family. And it's it's very, very poisonous. And to think that the same people that we should trust with these damn reports about the elections are the same people we should trust about these hey, case r- counts. Real quick. Okay. Keep, I'm, keep going. Yeah. I just want to get to Annie Donner real yeah. quick before she gets off because so, she's getting off. Teen su- <laughs> Joey says, teen suicide rates will skyrocket. You're spot on. We saw it in the last lockdown. And then Auntie Donna followed it up with suicide and domestic violence, not to mention sexual abuse of children. Hey, Auntie Donna, you're spot on. And, and you've worked in this... Uh, sector of the world for a long time and so um i i always take your word on these things so um we love you too thanks so much for being on with us um I, we appreciate you so uh, yes. definitely and i can't wait to see you um joey says rory thank you for preaching the truth love it amen dude um mom have some more coffee rory <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i love what paul said now they are saying hospitals are filling up as an rn let me tell you hospitals always fill up in the uh, fall what did we talk about last week that's the damn business well, can model I, can i ask a- you have to have a full hospital in order for it to be profitable to stay open yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes, please ask a question because I need more coffee. Uh, Got any more coffee over I know there? we're out, man. We're Woo! Oh, my out. coffee cup is cold. I can have uh, ah, the inside is we're, we're good. We're good. I here's something I <laughs> here's something I've uh, I'm curious about. Um, two things. One, I don't care about the rates that coronavirus has gone up. I care the about cases. the deaths. Yeah, the yeah. Death. The cases don't do. Um, man, and you the, know what? You guys should be grateful that I'm keeping this very PG-13 because I'm ready to go down the easy road of just letting the f bombs fly. I am just so done with all of this bull crap. I just, uh, I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I'm of the mindset that unless the death rates go up, I don't care. People get sick. Right. Okay. We get through it. Whatever. The, the, here's my question. All we ever hear about is the rates of coronavirus going up, right? And cases. The cases. Sorry, yeah. cases. cases. That's all we're hearing yeah. about is cases. But not the death, not the death rate. And one thing that we never get statistics on because we don't really test for it: how many people get the flu? Just the basic flu every year, and you just stay at home. You drink some chicken, some chicken noodle soup. You eat that. I get the flu once a year. Have have some soda crackers. Yep. Catch, Catch up on on loss. And, I, and I'm like concerned. I'm concerned about that. I'm going to be quite honest with you guys and with you. Not that I'm not honest. I'm concerned that when I start getting the sniffles, that all hell's going to break loose. Oh my gosh, you need to go get tested. Oh my gosh, you got the coronavirus. No, maybe I just got the damn flu. Yeah, and that's that's you know it's like I guarantee you. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say I guarantee. You I guarantee. Because I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure. Do you play one on TV? That ba- I do. <laughs> Dr. Jake Ramore. <laughs> you got to move your hair around. Just. Um, Which, can I go on a side note for just one second? Yeah. I took a shower this morning, and as I got. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> as I got out of the shower, I, I shook my head for a second for some reason. You could feel and, your beard. And I could feel my beard flying <laughs> water. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> Sorry. Back back to the oh, show. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought about you when I was with my dad, because his beard's long now, too. It's okay. like and he, was, he was putting in the beard oil. And yes, like, I did that this morning. Brushing it out. I, I, uh, I have become such a prima donna with the beard so, now. <laughs> um, I, uh, 
I, I'm pretty sure that the case or the, the 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 number of cases of just your basic flu is much higher than the number of cases of coronavirus of COVID nineteen. In my mind, I mean, I, I just it just makes sense to me. Yeah. Like that. Okay, we just had another thirteen hundred COVID cases. I'm pretty sure if they were testing for just a basic flu, there'd be a lot more than just thirteen hundred uh, on a daily basis. And let me ask you this: Is there a test for the basic flu? I don't think so. Well, there probably is. And Paul, Paul Twibel, you probably would know better than yeah. we would. I don't know if there's a test for the regular but, but flu. But no one cares, is my point, because you have your chicken noodle soup, you know, you you watch Trebek, you hang out, you lay in bed, and you get better. Yeah. Okay, and for the most part, really, legitimately, for the most part, the prescription for getting over COVID is the same damn thing. <laughs> Eat your chicken noodle soup, watch <laughs> the Trebek... Symptoms. And the symptoms are the same damn thing. And lay on the couch for a few days. And like, and, and we're just getting so wound up over this thing. And I'm not saying to not take care of people. That's not what and I'm we're saying. Not, we're not a denier either. No, we, I'm not Clearly a there's something that's there. It exists. There. I get it. It's just our response has been bullcrap. Our crap. response has been absolute panic, dude. And I just don't understand it. I just cannot wrap my brain around it. And let's I, see what we got. I almost feel like it's a social experiment. Like there is a social experiment going on to see how how much can we get the American people wrapped around the axle to lose their mind about this. Twible said, "Yep, flu A or flu B." Oh, okay, okay, cool. I didn't know. And so thanks, and, Paul. And Drew goes down to P Portland quite a bit, and he says that's why he calls it Little Tijuana. Oh boy. Well, I love me some TJ. Don't get me wrong, but I like to visit TJ in the other country. <laughs> Not two hours south of me. Um, I like two hours south of me when I live in San Diego. But, uh, you know, and I, we've got people on here that have been hearing us talk about the coronavirus since it really kind of first came to light in March. Yeah. And we've got smart people on here that have been doing... Whoa. Don't give them too much credit. Well, <laughs> doing the things that they need to do. See, like, Paul's the person I'm thinking. I walk away and I could hear Rory yell, what did I miss? Oh, oh you missed... fired up about yeah. uh, COVID. Well, Paul's... Paul's a good example. Uh, Matt, who doesn't really get on here anymore, but he's a good example too. You guys are smart. You guys are doing Matt the. No, uh, Hilditch. Oh yeah, Hilditch. Yeah, I, you, you got. I, well, yeah. one he's teaching, and then there's probably other reasons why <laughs> isn't on here anymore. Love you, buddy. Um, if you hear, yeah, you know you're gonna be you're gonna be ding now. Yeah. But the thing is, you guys are doing. We're all doing the things that we need to do to not the, spread it, to not catch it. Here's the thing about Matt Hilditch, and if he hears this, I hope he does hear this. Um, Matt. Matt and his family are high risk, okay? So he's doing the things necessary for his family. Yes. God bless him for it. They're yep. locking down. Like, Matt and I go to the same church, right? Yep. They haven't been, kids haven't been at youth group. They haven't been there because they're, they're doing the things they need to do to protect their family. Perfect. Good. I'm glad. Because Matt is a big boy. And he's an adult. And he puts on his big boy pants every day. And he can make these decisions right. for his family. Right. Right? Allow the rest of us to make our own decisions for our family and what we need to do, and not just for our family, but for the good of society in the sense of keeping the economy going, keeping you know, keeping things rolling. I wear the damn mask because that is what I've been told will help, so I can still I can still continue to go out there, go shopping, go do what I got to do, do the basics. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen I haven't seen my old man I think since Christmas. I think since Christmas. Really. I haven't seen my grandma since right around Valentine's Day. So I haven't seen these people. Yeah. And I sure as hell would love to go visit them. 
But I also understand they're high risk. My grandma even told me. Well, I talked to her a couple weeks ago. She's like, "I wish we could all get together for the holidays, but you know, well, I'm in a, I'm in that yeah. position where you know she's 94 years old, and you know, if she gets the common flu, it's a bad thing. So, I mean, we're making the smart choices when we make smart choices. Here's what really, here's what really grinded my gear and what got me started down this road was when the media declared Joe Biden the winner last week. And you see these crowds of people celebrating that Trump is finally gone. and Breaking all social distancing and I th- and, mandates. And, and I love the fact that, there, you know who Brandy Cruz is with King, uh, Q13? Mm-hmm. She's very, I think she's very fair. I used to, I used to be concerned that she was, she was trying to take a liberal perspective on stuff. But I've come to find she's very fair on stuff. And so she responded to Jay Inslee with um, with a, a, a picture of the crowd and said, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, if this is okay, then we need to open everything up. Yeah, and here's my thing. Like, I, I saw, it's funny, as I saw all the celebrations, and I was like, good for you. Be out doing your thing. That's what you want to do. That's what makes you feel good. That's what, you know, it's like, okay, good. Just be smart. Do what you do. <laughs> and, you know, here's the, like, I just went and saw my dad. And he lives in Palm Springs. Yep. And uh, the reason I drove 20 hours each way was to protect my dad. I could have jumped on a plane, flown down there. And he asked you. That's the thing. He asked you. He specifically said, I want you to come down, but I don't want you flying if you're going to. Yeah. Roger that. So we jumped in the car and and, and did our social distancing thing the way we're supposed to and wore our masks when I had to get gas all the way down there. And hung out with my dad for a few days so that he wasn't exposed to things more than he needed. Minimal exposure. Yeah. And fine. So that's what you need to do. Right. But I'm a grown adult. My dad is a grown adult. We made the decision that spending some time together was more important than the social distancing mandates. And we did everything in our power to keep our to keep dad especially as safe as possible. Right. Exactly. And 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 Everything's good. Uh, Paul Twible says, currently statewide ICU beds are low at 19%. 50% is medium. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I hear, yeah. I'm going to say it, I hear this bullshit about the hospitals are at capacity. It's not. Everyone I've talked to that's an RN or, or whatever has, has been like, I've never seen it at capacity. The thing is, again, that's what hospitals want. They need to be a capacity. Yeah, they're a private enterprise. They have to, <laughs> they have to have people in beds in order to make money. I know that sounds very capitalistic, but it's the truth. If they're not making money, they can't operate. Uh, Paul says, oh, four to six month closure, huh? Yeah, that's not great. I'm all about local municipalities, states reacting as needed. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... Uh, and I'll tell you right now, I will. if, if that comes down and they want to do a four to six week lockdown, I will be kicking and screaming so as the brown shirts come and take we me. We have a, Twible says, we have a, quote, high infection rate of 1.21. Inslee said last spring he wanted it below 1.5 before we could open up 6.2% medium positive test rate. Right. And like Drew says, reminder, it's cold and flu season. Yeah. Everybody try not to lose your minds. You might not have COVID-19. I'm not saying not go get tested. Yeah. But you just might have the damn flu. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to go, it's funny. My dad went out, he was telling me how he went out and you know, my dad's a little bit like me. He'll let you know. Where he stands on things, he's not gonna. So he was out, and uh, he had to go to the store, and some guy got real close to him with a mask on. And I guess my dad just looked at him and was like, "Hey, dude, why don't you back the hell up?" And the guy was like, "Oh, sorry." And, and, and dad was like, "Pandemic or not, you don't need to be this close to me." And, That's uh, what I was sharing with my dad yesterday. I'm like, "I love the fact we got to stay six feet apart." Yeah. The the longer I can stay away from people, the better. And I was like, "Dude, good for you, dad." 
But my dad is also being rational in the sense like he was like, yeah, the other day I was standing by this lady and she had stuff in her hand. And we're at the store and he goes, and she had her mask on, I had my mask on, and she was, and all of a sudden, like, it just came out of nowhere and she was holding stuff. She couldn't cover, she sneezed. And it was kind of my direction. <laughs> he goes, and she immediately was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, I'm rational enough to be like, it's okay. Like, yeah. I know you didn't mean to, like... You know, if you would have walked up and pulled your mask down and sneezed on me, we have a problem. <laughs> Which like, I've seen before. Yeah, but I can be rational about it. I can be, even my dad was joking around about when Biden was pulling his mask down to cough into his hand and then put his mask back on. Even he was like, but that's, you know why? But everyone who really jumped on Biden about that, it's like, it's not natural to be wearing a mask. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, it's, nobody it's, thinks to sneeze in their mask. We make fun of them because it's easy bait. Yeah. But well, we, in reality, we understand that it's not natural. Especially a guy like me. If I sneeze into my mask, that's nasty. Oh, my dad. <laughs> my dad, it was great. He was, uh, we went out and I was like, dude, my dad is a COVID warrior. Like we all had our masks on. He had hand sanitizer on the belt. So like everywhere goes, like, here, I got you. Um, and, and then he would do this because he's got the mask on. He's got his beard coming out, right? And so he's like, he's like, oh, sanitizer into the beard (laughs) he was not i was like dude whatever like he's not just sitting home doing nothing but he's doing everything he thinks he needs to good on you yeah good on you yeah drew you know i mean here's the thing if they if they say it needs to lock down i i don't want to be we take arms i don't want to be belligerent Do you mean like we lock arms yeah (laughs) elbows um i I don't i'm not going to be belligerent but i'm i'm not going to change i i'm i'm going to continue to be safe and do the things i've been doing for the last eight months i'm not going to change anything lockdown bullshit that's not going to happen we're not europe we're not spain we're not australia we're not new zealand no not going to do that. And, we are America. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. and it just, I know that there's some people are going to think, oh, you're just an arrogant SOB. Well, I am, yeah. but, but not I'm also reason. realistic, and I'm also rational, mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue to be doing the things that I have to do to be safe in order to not get the damn thing and also not to give it to people. Mm-hmm. So lockdown, no. Ain't going to happen. There's no way America, there's at least half of the country we just saw it in the election. At least half the country is not going to do that. So Twilos. come up with something. Mm-hmm. Come up with something that we can all get behind. Twible says we'll be locked down next week. I wonder if he, I wonder if that's what the press conference is tonight. I, Paul, oh man, I, I truly hope I, it's Inslee's taking a position on the cabinet. You know, and I the thing is, I as much as I don't want Paul to say that, I unfortunately i think paul's right i we're think we're gonna get arrested rory and i because we'll still be doing the damn show so the thing is you know the the thing is is that when i started seeing things happening in new york yeah i thought it's only a matter of time Inslee wants to be like the big kids and he's gonna try and bring this hey. lockdown hey guys hey <laughs> hey guys you want to you want to play some ball you wanna, i'm cool too you want to throw the ball around like the boys look <laughs> i got nikes hey See? fellas <laughs> slap hands slap hands <laughs> yeah It'll happen. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, man. Well. So that's my, I mean, that's my thoughts. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm truly not trying to be, but I'm tired of the government trying to scare everybody. There are times he is trying to be. Yeah, there is times I'm definitely trying. Like, yeah. when it comes to the Huskies, absolutely I'm yeah. trying to. Like, you know, good luck. I just. Yeah. Uh, hey, real quick, while, uh, before we wrap this up, because I think we're going to draw this thing to a closure pretty soon. These these folks right here, Jared and Molly. Jared and Molly. Uh, big congratulations. <laughs> Paul says, enjoy the last Cougar game on Saturday. I know. Yeah. Uh, Jared and Molly uh, closed on a, their sale of their home in downtown uh, Puyallup last week that they allowed Rory and I to handle, and uh, yep. my wife, Rachel, as well as their lender. Um, and then 
um, through some shenanigans that the sellers on their new home were pulling, legitimately found out that they were stalling because they didn't get out of their house in time. Um, they had to wait a few days to get into their home, and they were absolute angels through the whole thing. Um, and they got to two things. They celebrated their five-year anniversary of being together yesterday while closing on their new home yep. and decided on their wedding date because they're engaged Nice um, for next summer. So you two, we love you. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Also, welcome to the new edition because they got a new puppy. All in the ah, same. Just milestones wow. compiling. Um, and also, <laughs> Hell of a day. And also, while I'm on here, I wanted to say, uh, and, and this is um, on a this is a little bit sad, but I wanted to say, and I don't know if they'll see it, but um, some really close friends of ours who also happen to be clients, they were close friends long before they were clients, the Niehaus family, um, lost their dog a few nights ago. He uh, ran out into traffic and got hit by a car. That's what I was worried about. And they're very, very distraught. Um, and I, their, their dog Piper was just awesome. Um, and so Haley and Landon and Rebecca and Chris and the rest of all the whole Neos family, all of you, our condolences. I, I know the Piper was a big part of your guys' family on, on another level. And so we're so sorry to hear about that, that. You know, honestly, when I went to go visit them a few months ago, that was my biggest concern. They've got a great piece of property, but it's... Close to Meridian. It's close, close to Meridian. And I just thought, oh the, my gosh. So there's a sign that I felt like responsible because I helped them buy the house, you know, but it's, you know, they love the house. That's where they want to be. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that, and I've talked to Chris about this normal numerous times, Piper's never once even gone to the front of the house. And then all of a sudden that one time made a run <sighs> and then ran out, um, yeah. out of the yard into the road. So, Ugh. um, very sorry guys. Um, and, uh, we love you guys and, and, and hugs. That's all yeah. I can say really. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, give a quick shout out to, uh, the Brockman family. They uh, closed a chapter of their lives last week and sold uh, a house that their their kids grew up in. And uh, mm -hmm. you know he's getting ready. Mm -hmm. find I, we're going we're going with cold brew now. Right? Oh yeah, we <laughs> definitely got cold brew now. Um, they, they sold they sold their house that the kids grew up in on a lake. Um, and now they're they're getting ready to start the next chapter of their, their lives. Uh, retirement's coming up here in the next six months. Turn the page, Bob and uh, you yeah. know, congratulations to them. I really appreciate them trusting us, and uh, really really appreciate um, their daughter referring us to Absolutely. her parents. I mean that that that's a testament. You know, I don't want to break our arms to pat ourselves on the back, but that feels good. That feels really good to to have a client that we helped refer a family member and yeah. uh you know again congratulations brockman family i'll probably see them here in the next couple of days because uh, they went out of town over the weekend and um yeah congratulations to them i feel like i'm we, oh well, there's a oh! bunch there's a bunch but uh, without a doubt i don't know if they're gonna see it but i know that they're on facebook congratulations to the hoshan family congratulations yeah. to you for sticking it out there's a feel-good story coming because what you guys have gone through and what you guys have done has yeah. been amazing congratulations they closed on their house this week they're not going to get because of this market they're not going to get possession of it till towards the end of the month but they are now homeowners, homeowners. and uh, that's absolutely and awesome <laughs> and landlords yeah right now they're landlords <laughs> yeah congrats that's awesome uh, but yeah, you know We've what? Had quite a few. We it's been a blessing. Out, but it, but it's seriously, been a like, can I just say this? And we've said it many times. All of you out there that continue to call us when you have a real estate question or a real estate need, all of you out there who continue to overhear people's conversations about needing to talk to a realtor and being like, "Hey, Luke and Rory, yeah," um, like we truly, truly appreciate you, and um, and we know we pay you lots of money to do that. So, but yeah. regardless. Uh, we, Honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, last night Molly put out a beautiful message um, and, and tagged me in it, just saying, um, 
thank you and and appreciating us and what we do all of you out there that continue like we couldn't do what we do without you um we couldn't support our families without you you're truly a big part of our lives and so thank you very much as we go into this holiday season we're very grateful for all of you (laughs) congratulations to the biden family they are closing on their new house (laughs) well done twible well done well played sir yeah you know what i have to say if there's one great thing that's come out of 2020 has been the referrals has been the people that have shared I, us I, with I, I other say people. It's it's there is a very there's a there's a saying in our industry that says ten percent of the people do ninety percent of the 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 deals, yep. and I'm I'm very grateful um, and appreciative of the fact that we are in that ten percent. Yeah, um, and I'm even more grateful because of that ten percent. There's even a smaller handful that have been able to thrive on referral basis only. And Rory and I fall into that category. We've never really marketed ourselves outside of our referral base. Um, we are funny because we're currently making some changes to our marketing model. Yeah. It's going to change that, but um, but that's just for you know we're at a point it's where growth. we're doing some different things and growing. But um, but the fact that we've been able to do it with all of the people in our sphere in in our in our love life, yeah, um, is just it's a really good feeling. And so thank you all very much. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's yeah. every single night. I I am not. I'm not kidding when I tell you guys every single night when our family prays together, uh, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm always sharing gratitude for the amount of business that we have had this year. Yeah. Because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll peel back a layer of an onion for a second and tell you guys for me personally, All right, Shrek. it's allowed me to do some things financially that I thought I would never be able to do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like being an adult. I've almost kind of made that step. Which in. I hate. 45 years. It only took me 45 years, but I'm now starting to become an adult. Yeah. And because of you guys and the referrals and all of our people in our sphere, I've been able to do some things this Twible. year. And I'm not talking about not talking about vacations, which I don't mean to pick on you, but my point is I'm not talking about vacations. Listen, asshole. I'm not talking <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about new cars. I'm not talking about fancy things. Yeah. I'm talking about just doing responsible things. And it's been an absolute blessing. And, you know, I'm sure as we get closer to the end of the year, we'll share a little bit more about what we're grateful for. Where's my Coug Seahawk calendar? Uh, so we were talking about that. We totally yeah. missed that this year. We didn't mean to, but to be quite honest with you, the uh, the COVID, the pandemic, the lockdowns made some things more difficult to get to this year. Um, and uh, we just, yeah, we dropped the ball on that one. We were so busy and we were trying to deal with the pandemic and how our response Damn it, to Luke. It. That wasn't the official word we were going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. We were going to tell everybody that the Pac-12 couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. And so we yeah. just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But damn it, Luke. We dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. We, so uh, <laughs> there's no set schedule. Yeah, and that's the other thing. So thank you. Paul saved us. Paul, <laughs> Paul just got hired as our marketing director. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, though. We can't pay much. We can't pay much. We'll pay you in coffee. That's about yeah, it. Exactly. Cougar t-shirt. Come So, anyways, thank you, everybody. Um, all I have to say, we're coming up on the holidays. Um, and um, it is a time for, you know, people like to do that uh, 30 days of thanks, um, which I don't have time for because I just, I, I forget by like day three to be thankful I for do. something. I do. I do the same thing. But I will say my 30 days of thankful, if I, it would be every day. <laughs> Paul says it would have had to have been a fill in the blank calendar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we send it with a we send it with a dry erase marker. <laughs> um, my thirty days of thankful is, is all of you in the in the business that we're in. I'd be able to build because of you. So thanks so much. Um, I next. forgot Paul likes to be paid in bourbon. Yeah, that's right. We'll have to pay him in bourbon. By the way, speaking of being paid in bourbon. <laughs> <laughs>
my dad had the brilliant idea the other day. He goes, you know what you should do while you're here? And I was like, what? And he goes, you should go buy all the alcohol you want for the next couple of years. And I was like, well, that's a good point. Because literally, like one of my favorite whiskeys, I pay about $75, $80 for up here. Yeah. And it's like four, it cost me $45 down there. So Jay Inslee, please don't come after him. Yeah. So tax evader. Let me tell you what. I was driving a I was driving a bootleg and a hot rig all the way up from Palm Springs. We went to I'll show Rory after this. We were like Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah. Totally. I was like I was dude, I was living the dream. I was like, yes, I'm a bootlegger. Cars like this. I literally I got up to the counter at Total Wine and More with a cart with a whole cart and the guy goes he looks at me and he goes hey man I don't want to alarm you but you might have a drinking problem <laughs> and I said I'm not I'm not mad about it no. <laughs> I'm not upset about problem. it problem and he, he looked at it he goes although you have good taste so <laughs> yeah I did dude my, my sister kind of did too we were like I was like I'm like man this is uh, you know, we're driving a hot rig across county lines here man <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting for the prohibition cops. Breaker, breaker, Smokey's right around the corner. Yeah. So, real talk. When are we moving the party over to Parlor? Oh, buddy. You know? You know what? Okay, so here's the deal. Paul, I'm not on. <laughs> so, Paul doesn't like Parlor. I don't know. I mean, I know what Parlor is, but I'm not on so it. So, I'm going to tell you guys something. Okay. I went out and got myself a Parlor account a couple days ago, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. Are <laughs> I, you? Yes, I'm thoroughly enjoying really? it. Really? Okay. Um,. My brother's on it, and he says he's liking it, too. I'm liking it, too, and because here's the thing. I don't think, and this is why, I don't think social media should be able to censor what anybody says. Okay. Period. Okay. It's up to the consumer, the end user, to do their research to see if something is fact or not. Okay. I don't think it's your job to decide what people can, and Parler doesn't censor anything. Okay. So it's everything that, and, and by the way, everything that the Hodge twins are saying that usually gets censored is not, and it's a blast. Okay. And so oh, I may have to yeah, jump on there. So then. Anyway, um, no one knows my name. You so say it's going to be hard to find me. Yeah. I'm really not like friends with anybody. I'm just enjoying watching everything go down. So, um, well, I've been, I've been dabbling in, uh, I think it's called says, Mastodon. Okay. I, I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, which is a, federated server i don't know all of these things i used to know stuff and now i just don't with technology anymore yeah but it sounds like it's kind of the same thing where you the the noise to signal ratio is extremely low <laughs> gruder how do you get a couple years of booze in a regular buggy yeah well let me tell you what it was pretty <laughs> let me just say i went down there with not much in my car and i, and I almost had to pull over on the truck scales on the way back just to so, verify that i wasn't overloaded so after he shared this story with me um our accountant's going to look at our taxes and go so, trip in December to California. What was that for, guys? Yeah, exactly. Well, we had to get some client gifts. Yeah, shut up and do your job. Don't worry about it. <laughs> your job isn't to ask you questions. This is save me money. Yeah. Oh, so, good stuff. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being on. We yep. really appreciate you. Um, we'll do it again next week, I guess. Uh, we got Turkey Day in two weeks. So we won't be doing it in two weeks. Yeah, so next week will be our last show. We'll make uh, our Thanksgiving show. For, yeah. Let's talk about some favorite Thanksgiving memories. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, some things for the holidays. It'll it'll be fun. I'm sure that some crap will happen in our country in the next week that'll give us something to talk about. But we will be here in the freezing cold <laughs> ready to entertain. So We are your dancing monkeys. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and if ever, hey, you know what's something we've never really said? If ever you guys have ideas during the week that you want us to talk about, oh, yeah. shoot us a message, man. Like yep. Just tag us into it and or tag us on Facebook if you 
you see something you want us to touch base, we take notes, we write things down, and uh, we'll no, definitely we go with it. <laughs> so, but we, we we could tell you that we're going to at least. What the hell so, was that noise? Someone just died over at uh, Adam and Rachel's house. I don't know. Well, that's so, sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Be well to each other in this crazy climate. Um, take care of one another, and we'll see you in a week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line.